Open the podcast doors, Dave. scenes in this program were staged. Hello. Very good. Hello. How are you? It's me. And me. And me. And me. And me. And me. And me too. And me. I've got my morpho- voice morpher on. Okay, we've got seven guests tonight. <laughs> Here on the ACI, Monday, June, what is it, 17th? Jeez, I should know this. Depends when you're when you're listening. No it such is, thing as a date anymore, is there? Not on flat Earth. No dates. Everything's in question. I mean, now it's whenever you listen to it. So I don't know what the time is. You know the time. Look at your watch. Or your computer screen. People haven't got watches these days. <laughs> you can't just ask someone for the time and they have to dig around and find their phone. Or if they do, they're digital watches tracking their every step, telling exactly. you how, how many calories you've burned and your exact location pinpointed by GPS feeding back to Google and Apple and bouncing around all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, I brought my voice morpher because I don't think they're quite difficult. This, this one is a pitch shifter, as you can hear. It can go higher and higher. And higher. I quite like that. It's like a little girl, isn't it? Hello. But does that sound natural? Not at all. It sounds like a creepy robot. Does, how about that? Does that sound a bit more natural? It, you remember that scene from Alien 3 where the android just has got his head severed and he's still talking to Ripley? It kind of sounds like that. Oh. No, I don't, <laughs> don't watch naughty movies. <laughs> So, I can go really high, I can, then I can get up to sort of, you know, listen to so, I can go really low, very low, down, down, right down, Together. So, you know, but it always sounds very artificial, doesn't it? Yeah, but underneath it all is just Maddie. I still know it's you. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Quite good fun, though. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you could, uh, call some, <coughs> call back some Indian scammers with that. <laughs> yeah. Have a bit of fun. 
Well, that's the idea of, of, of you know, voice morphing. It's very difficult to get in anywhere near natural. Uh, yes, you, know, you need some pretty fairly advanced software for that. Yeah. Which you don't always find right away in a quick Google search. No. And then, you know, you have to have some, some real-time sampling going on. You, know, you need some real power. Mm -hmm. And that's a professional yes. kit. And I would know because I'm using a voice mover right now. Would you believe that? No. <laughs> this isn't my real voice. Ah, okay. Come on, give us your real voice then. <clears throat> this is my real voice. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. No, that's why we think, um, I think that uh, United Nations real, uh, I mean, unreal. When he starts uh, getting to the voice morphers, it's, uh, no, you're not going to very hard. For, to, for... It's very hard to prove such a thing in this realm. I, I have never seen anyone prove beyond a reasonable doubt that someone is using a voice morpher. Yeah. No. But then again, I haven't looked very hard either recently. So, well, I've been messing about with uh, various sounds and everything. And I mean, you can spend a lot of time on you EQing compressors and things like this. And but getting anything that sounds remotely different, you know, completely different from my voice, so you couldn't tell it, but still natural, mm. it's really difficult to do. And so I'm going to have, you know, you have to spend a lot more money on that. And who's going to spend that much money on such a small scene? I mean, then if you're going to invest that kind of money in, in, in agents sitting there with high-tech equipment disguising their voice, then there's got to be a lot going on. You know? And all, at this point, too, it's easier to fake video with the, the whole deep fake technology. It's easier to fake a video of somebody and just getting yeah. a, a reasonable approximation uh, of the voice to dub over the video yeah. yeah so you know there's there's deep fakes of mark zuckerberg and obama and people like that and yeah. all you need is just a reasonable approximation of their voice to make it more believable with the image there in front of you okay but then you're working with a voice it's a real voice it's the yeah. voice isn't yeah. altered it's just the image that's all being messed with um, you know. but uh Who's and just we have uh, original simulant. Enter. Hello. What up, YouTube? Hey, guys. It's original simulant. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to sma smash that like button and ring that bell. All right. What's up, guys? So, original simulant, do you think that Flat Earth was sent to divide and break up the truth movement? Go. Can you repeat that? <laughs> Just kidding. Smash that like button if you like that. Look down in the comments below for prizes. Check out my Patreon. Oh, yeah. Good one. Damn. I got to write that down. Patreon. Do I believe Flat Earth was sent by Jesus? By Jesus? Or who? Whoever. Whoever you want. Oh, if I get to choose, um, that makes a big difference. And he's gone. <laughs> and he's gone. <laughs> yeah, great. Well, that that line of questioning doesn't go uh, anywhere. Oh, he's back. Oh, he's back. Oh, fine. I uh, well, right when I was about to spit the truth. See, uh, that's that's how it always goes, man. No, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't. 
think that Flat Earth was sent to split the truth movement. <laughs> because the truth movement was on the brink of major uh, success. Wasn't so it? close. And then that so came close. along and blew it all out of the water. Yeah. They, they're really so mean. afraid. They're fucking quaking in their boots. Yeah. You know, they're just, oh, we're so close. This time I thought we had it. Yeah. And then uh, with all the Abu Ghraib information, you know, uh, people were really starting to turn. I could feel it in my bones. Yeah, it was like, yeah, the Jesuits and the Fourth Reich were this close to being arrested and thrown in jail. And then, boom, flat earth, and it screwed everything up. Yeah. I mean, who, who believes the earth's round anyway? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus, what a nightmare. I hate flat earth. Here's what flat earth is. Uh, the good news about flat earth is that it's inspired my own um, new my own new uh approach or my own new like uh channel i guess it's called hate earth and i uh i hate the earth i hate everything to do with the earth because of flat earth so (laughs) (laughs) ah i see but isn't that maybe one of the desired effects i hate the effect i don't give a fuck (laughs) (laughs) if it has to do with the earth i hate it This is that's been the effect of flat earth for me. I just can't even stand to think about the earth anymore. Yeah. Fair enough. It's fair enough. Hate hate all the way down. <laughs> just yeah, supported but, but, on just but, pillars of hate. But Russ, we've got to yeah. do something to save the earth. That's and you're just hating on it. That's that makes you I'll save it. I'll save it through hatred. <laughs> See? Well, that, that even rhymes. I'll save it through hatred, or somehow nearly near rhyme. We called that in English college. And who's to say that's not a viable option? I mean, what? What? How much has love and light done to save the earth? Well, it's right on the brink. Uh, every day could be our last. Who says Earth needs saving anyway? Wow, well, uh, the Earth. I don't know. I don't know. I hate. If we're gonna keep talking about the Earth, I just can't stop thinking about hate. I think I think this is something that's I th- I'm wondering. Someone have to research this, but I think the whole that whole modern green thing, the thing going on now, has been cooked up in Britain, hasn't it? A lot. The IPCC and they're all in Cambridge, aren't they? And um, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. It seems to be a European thing, anyway. IPCC, the Yellow yeah. Vest. Don't know about them. Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. Oh God! I mean, that's what it... Is this climate? Does that mean the Earth's climate? Hate. Ring that uh, hate bell. Yeah, they're the ones who got caught cooking the books, you know, just before this. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Climate gate. But everyone's bill. everyone forgot about that. Yeah. Wow. But it's all started up there, and it is you. This is a becoming a more and more powerful lever. You can see them using it all over the place, and people people accepting it. You know. The the climate apocalypse. You mean? Yeah, like, you see mm-hmm. panels oh, yeah, shows with, and there'll be you know some. Uh, climate apocalypse there and there'll be all the people from finance you know there'll be financial people banking people other people industry people and they're all nodding their heads and saying yeah we have to do something you know so yeah that came out of the, is that the rio um was it the rio thing where where it came out that it was where they had first introduced that the yeah. like the idea to uh to make this like the uh existential crisis with the yeah. waning influence of the cold war uh cold war that well, the, the club new, of Rome. Yeah, the Club of Rome. Uh, they've sent me another membership letter. 
Your dues are overdue. Oh, God. Don't, don't say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest course, secret uh, in secret societies is that nobody's paid their dues in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, of course, the Extinction Rebellion, which we talked about a bit uh, a couple weeks ago. That's all conjured in Britain. That's all yeah. coming from the UK, yeah. Yeah, like we were saying, the, I think it's the British just rehashing the old idea of, uh, you know, empire going around and uh, basically saving the savages from themselves and bringing, you know. Well, it's like the new unifying, the un, like um, you have like the unified theory in physics or whatever. This is like the unified theory of, uh, of trade and market is, is yeah. like you have to have some kind of central pushing, uh, or, you know, the engine to, to drive the train of um, civilization down the tracks. Right. So it's got to yeah. be it's got to be so freaking big that people can, for some reason, believe you know, oddly, like the bigger it is the, and the more stupid and nebulous it is, the easier it is to get people to believe it's real. Yeah, so, the bigger the lie. Um, the bigger the, bigger the, lie. the lie, the bigger the truth. Yeah, it's like, so it's, I, I guess that's like the, the, I mean, this is clearly what, what it's involved with. So everything's got its wagon hitched to this central engine of, um, you know, uh, and, and, the, and the introduction of all this new language. I mean, this is fine. It's not new. God, how, how long has it been around? 30 years. But we right. kind of see it, see it, the bottleneck now. Mm. Well, that's, but, I, that, I think that's what people our age are sort of noticing. Like, I'm in my mid-30s, and I remember being eight, nine years old, we were told about the ozone, the hole in the ozone layer, right? That, that was the big thing. It was the greenhouse effect. And then it was global warming, and now it's climate change. I mean, yeah. That's, now it's climate extinction. And now it's just, yeah, you're all going to die. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. Yeah, this and is that's the, it. it's important. Yeah, this is the, you know, uh, mutually assured destruction for, for the new generation. Gives us something to kind of fight for, doesn't it? Oh, of course, yeah. And, and there's no, like, it has all the hallmarks. I mean, this is old shit. It's got all the hallmarks of uh, the impossible, the impossible to solve problem. The, yeah. undi- the, un- the undefinable problem uh, requiring uh, the most, the most, uh, God damn, the marshalling of the most opinions possible and give, like, it's so ridiculous. All we need is everybody to listen to everybody's voice and get everybody's opinion. And through that diversity of opinion of everyone on the planet, we're going to find the right answer to save the world of the problems we can't even define whether or not they're real. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like, God damn. It's insane. Yeah. What are the alternatives? Uh, work for some kind of like uh, humane, uh, reasonable, like set standards that included with like, with them would be the opportunity for them to fail and for, or to fail to meet the standard, but not fail long term. To say something like uh, in my city where mean incomes or median income hasn't risen since 1994, for, you know, yeah. in my county in Florida, the largest county in Florida, uh, median income hasn't risen in how long has that been? Almost 30, 20 something years, right? How much everything else has gone up in price, but incomes haven't. And they're still like 20 something thousand dollars. Well, maybe the, the alternatives would be as that is the microcosm to say, you know, in all these communities, we have to do something to address this specifically, you know. Well, that's what they and, and now they they bringing that together because now the idea is a kind of Roosevelt New Deal, Green New Deal, 
and the idea is then they pump money into new industries and create new jobs and you know yeah but not but not every yeah but it's like the obviously the paradox in that uh, and the, is that if for all the advancement of technology it's the the job the that the resources you spend to create the jobs are a diminishing return you know what i mean you're, you're creating like these the more sophisticated your technology the fewer people you need to use it or to uh to maintain its infrastructure or whatever so it's not like i mean where are these jobs and what are they going to be and we've talked about that before but and and then like what is the solution like roosevelt has it for the whole freaking country and, and the whole world but how are you going to do that right how are you going to make all these jobs what are, what are the people going to do James like, was saying last week he hasn't got that much faith in robots anyway. I do know what he means because I mean I was I was a maintenance electrician. There. Everything breaks down all the time, and um, they probably not they might not be as uh, you know probably why there's still so much slave labor all over the world. You know. Sure, you don't need. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily think it's even about robots, uh, like automation replacing it. It's just like it's the. Uh, it's the, the constellation of all these things. It, it's, it's like all um, Ikea so famously made everything be able to be shipped flat, right? And yeah. this was a, a brilliant idea. Well, we see this like these Amazon centers. You know, if I have some unique product and here I, you know, I hold, take it down to market in the free libertarian society. If that bitch doesn't fit in the whatever the shelving specifications are for the Amazon warehouse delivery center crap you know my shit ain't going nowhere right so it's like the ideas the the potential solutions have to be the the framework for them already uh they have to exist fit within this existing thing already so it's what you say like it makes it more efficient but at the cost of of um creativity and Mm -hmm. innovation or uniqueness so like you can scale down way down on jobs, you know, like that. But, uh, or for example, they built this Amazon fulfillment center here. I think it's called wish fulfillment center, but this is like a hub for uh, shipping. And it's also kind of like an inventory warehouse and they hired 200 ish people, I think, but I think only 30 of those jobs were full time and all the rest were uh, part time. So, right. And where's the increase in wages, like you were saying? It's it, it's not there. No, they make... Uh, yeah, I, even if they made $15 an hour, they're only working part-time anyway. Right. So it's like you have to have another job to, to fulfill it. So Yeah, yeah it's bad, not, it, thing, bad things about working for Amazon. Like almost sort of Dickensian, you know, Empire England, sort of 19th century, sort of, you know, allowed to go to the toilet till the end of the sh- shift and things like this. And if you... If you you got three strikes and you know you silly little things, if you're not back, you know there are no breaks. I don't. Know, it sounded very Victorian to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I worked with a girl who worked at one, and she uh, kind of liked it, but it, she, she just didn't like that it like it's hours and it being part time with no potential for full time, like no um, promise for full time. Right. Well, self-employed are you basically? You're self-employed, so you have to pay your own tax and health insurance and stuff. Like I that. Th- 
Well, I think I I don't I think if she were part uh, her being part time, she was like not. I think she was considered a part time employee, but um, it's but the, her issue was that it was like held her from being able to get like a different either part time job, which might have paid less but had better hours, or afforded her a, the chance to get a better full time job, which you know it, it's just like this. Uh, struggle or juggling act i guess with with that employment shit so yeah so she can work three three days this week two days next week four days the next week three days next week you know what i mean so it's this long average but this that schedule can't coexist with some other full-time you know meaningful employment um, Mm -hmm. or gainful employment you know schedule so it's just it, it was just uh Permanently temporary, I guess. Permanently temporary. That's a lot of permanently temporary things. Yeah. Precariat. Well, I've been a precariat all my life, uh, pretty much from choice. But uh, it's a can be a bumpy ride sometimes. That's true. A, what, a, per, a precariat? Is that what you say? Yeah. There's what um, it's a new class. Of, <coughs> sorry, a new class of people. We don't have working class anymore. There's there's different classes, and at the bottom is the precariat. There's people who go from job to job, don't have yeah, any yeah, kind yeah. of. So you know, but what, it does give you a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So when the harvest comes, you can look and be like, "Son of a bitch! I don't have much prepared to harvest, do I? With all that time I had, fuck me." How'd this work out for me? Yeah. Yeah, it's... You can't get, for instance, all my colleagues here in this band I just left, I mean, they, because they've got parents or something, they could go to the bank and they could get a loan, you know, to buy a house or a flat or something. I couldn't. They wouldn't give it to me, you know? Uh, Because I haven't got anybody, like a parent, who could uh, vouch for me or... uh, uh, Co-signer or whatever. Yeah, and, you know, one of them even worked in a bank for a while, so no problem for him. But uh, uh, no, for me, no, it's precariat. No, you don't get those sort of loans usually or anything like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, the, yeah, there's um, yeah, access to uh, access to the things that make life easier. Um, are, yeah, they're not available to those. Well, with, but... the, with the whole credit rating system, too, that's sort of if you're not in that, you know, if you've never had a credit card, if you don't have a credit rating, that's another thing. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not really as big of an issue as it's a, you know might be made out to be. Yeah, if you've never had credit, I mean, it's not that hard. You're, if you never had credit, your credit score is pretty good. You know, obviously. Is that, just, is that how it works? Oh, see, yeah, see, I don't even know. It doesn't start at zero. No, you have okay. a, yeah, you have a credit score. Um, everyone does, and I'm not sure when exactly. That probably is like an 18 that that it becomes like official or whatever. But you. Um, but it just builds on its own, not through you know through uh, evolution. <laughs> yeah. Credit your your credit your credit score increases just on its own. It, it won't decrease unless you uh, um, unless some negative action is taken. Um, oh, so it's like we're all or some debtor. What? So so it's like we're all sort of enrolled in this RPG, this role playing game that takes place on some bank's computer somewhere that we're not yes. even necessarily aware of. It's, yeah, of course, absolutely. And this uh, is all, yeah. yeah. It's like and your life, like, your experience points, your credit points are yeah, accumulating yeah, or, or not. 
based on your yeah, actions. Yeah, you need to level up, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking A, my, buy a credit card. My thing was that I, that was the thing. I had such a horror of owing money. It'd be horrible to be a kid these days. It's awful. But the idea of owing money, I hated it, always hated it, which is why actually I never took a loan for anything. Yeah. I've never right. actually, you know, I've had, there have been times in my life I had no money, but I was never minus. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, sure. But this, I think that's, um, that was something that, you know, I had to get over, honestly, was this idea that like owing money was a bad thing or, or that yeah. loans or, or credit was bad. Uh, yeah. It's just the way it is. It's, it's the system yeah. we live in. And, and I think that um, it's not bad. It makes things a lot easier, you know? Like, I have, my car has like 1% interest or something. It's not, I mean, I owe, um, it, it's so much better for me to have bought that car uh paying up for it over the course of six years yeah. even at a higher a higher interest rate than it would be for me to lay down twenty nine thousand dollars or something $30, yeah thirty eight thousand dollars actually yeah Ooh. sure i do see the, yeah. the, the 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 advantages of it you know and i would then not pay so much tax because i could put it into all these things that i've you know invested in and things you know well you'd have assets at least you know you'd yeah. have um and and that's important, right? I just think if I'm there, nah, then it means great. I, I can work less. <laughs> Getting everybody else to see that. Look, we don't have to do so much work. Yeah, but <laughs> no, that's that's absolutely that's true too. That would be really cool if you know, had really good years of coming. You know, next year we can we can have we can let's all work a few hours less each year because we did it so well. <laughs> it's a different kind of uh, reward, you know. Same same money. Just work less. That'd be fine. Fine if uh, they didn't get you on the on the rising cost of things. You know, that's how. I mean, it's unbelievable how rents or something like that. It's not like you can work a little less because rent's going to stay the same. Those things don't Uh, stay static. They like here between the time I moved away from here. Um. I, uh, we lived in Florida for the first three years we were married, and then we moved to Indiana and we moved back here uh, after five years. So I think our apartment when we lived here was like four hundred and fifty dollars or something in two thousand and eight, and it was a nice apartment, right? One bedroom apartment downtown. But I think that same apartment is now like eight hundred dollars, eight hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's how they get you. That's true. It's a hundred percent. Right. That's the, that, that's the thing in the States and probably in Europe as well is it, like we were saying, the cost of living expenses are going up where the increase in wages does not reflect that increase of cost of living. Yeah. So, so that, right. that a young person can't even think about buying the house. No. Not right. if they have to make yeah. a down payment. No, right. absolutely not. Right. Yeah, just even the the cost of food alone in the states in the last like three four years has been crazy. The the un- rise in the cost of food. It's, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, milk is uh, three fifty a gallon or something where I live in Florida. Right, right. Even more if you buy the fancy shit. You know, it's like I can't and, afford yeah, not to buy poison. Well, the same Jimmy. same with like I'll use. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll use organic butter as an example. Like the the butter I used to buy was somewhere around four ninety nine a pound. Now it's around nine ninety nine a pound, and that increase happened in the space of about three years. 
And that could be uh-huh. just it could be just the corporation who's selling that, you know, raising their prices. But overall, that just reflects, you know, what the markup the store is putting on that product, um, you know, the cost of shipping and all that. Yeah, it's crazy. So now I can't afford to buy the butter that I used to buy, basically. So you got to buy the poison. The industrial yes. waste, industrial waste uh, flavored butter flavored product yeah or like go go find some amish farmer maybe if i'm lucky who will sell it (laughs) you know how much he charged yeah he didn't charge you no less than 10 bucks either he ain't no sucker yeah and there's no and there's no guarantee there's not some toxic shit in there either come on english (laughs) turn the butter here come on nathaniel yeah yeah they'll give you a good they'll give you a good price but you gotta churn it first (laughs) yeah come work for us for eight hours and then you can buy a pound for four bucks Eight hours? What is this? Uh, would you have a broken leg or something? Eight hours? <laughs> Was that like a half day? <laughs> yeah. yeah, for them it would be, right? I worked with these Amish, these damn Amish in uh, Indiana. Uh, you know, the, the myth of the Amish in there, you know, they're, those Amish can really build a house and shit. Well, they can, right? And they do certainly do quality work. But they're not, like, cheap at all. They're really expensive. Yeah, have, yeah. You know, they're very specialized and they're not even competitive at all. I mean, uh, compared to like um, maybe like non, non-citizen non uh, construction team versus like Amish team, they're mm. like 10,000% higher or something, you know? But, yeah, it depends on where you go. Like different Amish communities have different, you know, practices. But yeah, I suppose in Indiana, it could be a little bit different than Wisconsin from what I'm used to, because usually in Wisconsin, like the Amish, they'll have cheaper rates and the quality of work might suffer depending on what crew you get. Um, but it's usually cheaper to get some Amish to do something, but not, not always, not in every case. Yeah, definitely not there. Huh? But I mean, but that, I mean, that also has uh, a lot of, I mean, that's like following along the line, the lines of the myth of cheapness being, some measure of importance too, you know. Yeah, like cheapness. Yeah. All, all cheapness measures is how cheap something is, or you know, what I mean, compared to something else. Right. It really doesn't <laughs> well, mean it. Doesn't mean anything. So. You get what you pay for. That's true. That's. I mean, I guess that's kind of always true. I got that hooker. And I didn't pay her till it was over, and then I didn't even pay her. I married her. Wait, no. <laughs> Against her will. Or... <laughs> As if she has will. God. Well, that's a hoax. <laughs> yeah, that's so what they, they do things like this. This, this, this the um, kind of right wing feminist here in, 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 in Germany who always says that, you know. She was, there was this big debate with sex workers, and there are these sex workers there, you know, saying, that it's uh, what they do, it's what they want to do, and uh, they enjoy it, and they're quite capable of university degrees and things. They're capable of doing other things, and, and she says, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, their their mouth tells me one thing, but their eyes tell me something." I'm sorry. Did you say right wing feminist? Do I yeah. do I need to yeah. clean my ears out, or did you really say that? Oh yeah, there are right-wing <laughs> feminists and left-wing feminists. Of course, the right-wing feminists are, uh, are against any form of sex work. Yeah, 
They want to ban prostitution. Oh, okay. Ban any form of fun. <laughs> they want to. They they believe in white um, what's it called? white slavery. You know, and they're always banging on about how many people have been. You know, like oh, for the for the World Cup. For the World Cup in yeah, the World Cup in Germany going to draft in I don't know hundreds of thousands of prostitutes and you know and in the end the police report I think were eight. Um, you know after it all it died down. You know they still roll out the whole white slavery thing every now and then. This is how you can tell the right wing ones. They're also very much into interfering in everybody's lives in the in the name of saving prostitutes. You know, uh, <laughs> you can't turn a hoe into a housewife. <laughs> How do they not know that one? Well, they go into other people's countries in the name of saving prostitutes. They they try and change laws in the name of saving All of them are very restrictive and make people's lives hard <laughs> and only satisfy some sort of puerile moral sense of some people. It doesn't, there's no advantage for it. There's not even a, an economic advantage. You know? Don't they realize that it's the oldest profession and it's not going anywhere anymore? soon no, no it's they not, don't it's not going to go away just because some some social justice crusaders come along and say this is wrong <laughs> yeah, yeah right. same with all these causes climate change whatever it's a... yeah right-wing feminists are anti-pornography uh, these things are you know i can't uh i mean these just uh, what do they call it a continuum right and it must it surely lies rests along a continuum so well, we've got German kind of, uh, she's called Alice Schwarzer, and she's a blonde woman. And uh, she got caught with all these money in Swiss bank accounts, yeah. <laughs> but then she runs, she's got her own uh, magazine called Emma, and she's, from a lot of people, for a lot of women, a feminist, but she's she's absolutely kind of, I don't know, restrictive right-wing Puritan, as far as I can gather, <laughs> you know, that then the men hate, you know, because she's, you know, and uh, uh, so, yeah, and I think she's, yeah, she's definitely been paid and definitely been bigged up. And she's, well, I don't know where she gets the money for her own magazine and, and or to fill all these Swiss bank accounts and survives it even when it's, you know, comes out. So, oh, there's a market for everything these days. The free market, yeah, yeah, the yeah. slave market. Well, she's been, like... no, but she's been the, the mainstream sort of feminist magazine for a long time. She was not so much anymore, but she was for a long time. And uh, now, you know, some some other feminists have taken her down, basically. Slowly. So that the, I mean, this is really like the. Marx says this is like uh, Marx comes up with this, the notion of ideology, mm. which is the natural um, or the likely, you know, result of a capitalist society or the expansion of capitalism and a necessary part for capitalism to exist and, and expand and survive uh, is the perpetuation of these uh, counterproductive ideas and, and the, like basically slogans that are utterly vacuous, but tend to like, tend to like create like a, a consumer for these, these commodified ideas and stuff. And uh, this is in the, the ideology, you know, is born 
And ideologies yeah. are just like the worst. I mean, they, they replace the uh, ideology replaces identity. You know what I mean? It's it's like the ideology is always a mask. Uh, it's always something external. So it's automatically removed from the self, the true self, just by virtue of its nature, you know? Yeah. So you're automatically dealing with some inauthentic thing yeah. that's like coveted, uh, like fetishized. Yeah, that's just, always, this is a, this uh, is a good example. A, yeah. A good example because then somebody who's got nothing to do with the situation, you know, on the ground with this person where they're living, they're doing sex work, whatever they're doing, knows nothing about it and is asked their opinion and their opinion decides whether this person can continue living or not, doing what they're doing, you know. Completely, you know, so you sit in a high tower in a way, deciding something ideologically, but yep. Down, yep. down below it's really affecting someone's life big time, yeah? Yeah, yeah. and ideology has... Um... Has nothing to do. Excuse me. Has nothing to do with morality, uh, it, in insofar as like morality is like kind of like an internal um, self-conscious kind of thing. It, it has to do with like ethics, right? And perpetu and which is like ethics is just like the the justification or excuse to do immoral things. Is the feel is what's called the feel of ethics. So, like you have to have some excuse to be able to do what's wrong, right? Otherwise, people would just say. Well, I don't know if people say it, but I would say what you're doing is wrong, you know? And how do you justify doing a wrong thing, right, on purpose? Well, without an ideology, it's, it's much more difficult. Uh, capitalism, you know, needs... Capitalism necessarily says that uh, I'm going to pay you this X to build, to create this thing that I'm going, um, which is value. I'm going to pay you less. I'm going to, you're going to create something that I'm going to pay you less than what it's worth for doing that. And I'm going to sell it for more and keep the difference. Right. So it's like this in, inherently, um, unfair, you know, relationship. And it just perpetuates this, this, uh, need for these intellectual, like intellectualizing buffers. And, and some identity, some sense of identity that's not tied to being ripped off all the time. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, always, some um, right, a, a cause that's always in opposition to some other cause. Yeah, and dialectics, of course. So, yeah. yeah, through ideologies, you know, you're always being put into a position of being opposed to some other group where within Absolutely. your own group, you say, oh, I've got this ideology, therefore I fit in with you and you, sort of boosting your own ego, giving you a group, an identity within a group. Yeah, anything to not be the individual, you know, to be, mm -hmm. to, anything to uh, fit in, no matter, no matter, as we see now, no matter how insane anything, you know, is agreeable, as long as the group says it, in order not to be part of the out group. Because you always have to have an out in social theory. You always have to have an out group. Yeah, yeah. And there's there's a billion, and it's okay. Like this is what I think the, is lost on the conspiracy world is that they're not in dialectical tension with society. I mean, really, like they're they're their own in group. You know what I mean? They it's just they have some misunderstanding of in groupness or something. You know, there's there's a uh, yeah. bunch of different in groups. You know, it, it all within the, the main ma um, mass culture in group. But they're not in opposition to that. Like, they're just part of it, too. So, I don't know. They can't get anything done. 
Because by God, if you say any, if you have a different opinion about the flat fucking earth, well, now you're in the out group. Now you're in the out out group. Fuck, <laughs> right. uh, and you're you know maybe a shill. Yeah, and you're also uh, if you sit on if you don't have an opinion, sit on the you're also in, you're not in anywhere yeah. then. Right. Yeah. yeah. Fence sitter. Yeah. Being a fence sitter is the worst possible thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't, this idea that people have to have, uh, are in, not even have to have, but like before that, that like you even are entitled to have an opinion about something that really, why, what, why do you even, what gives you the right to even have an opinion about this thing other than the right to have an opinion? Like what makes a person even think that they have, any business having an opinion about something they have no fucking it couldn't be further away from them you know but by god they got some opinion about it I'm, yeah. it's bizarre like and they'll go banging on and on and on about it here yeah. comes jesus with his banging on about the money changers again oh. yeah yeah strange too strange but if you have if you have no opinion or no ideology, oh my god, you know you might be like a fucking ghost. Is that what we're doing? Are we making a podcast for people who've got who are ghosts? <laughs> well, uh, Radio that... G, Radio G, where I'll be your host. <laughs> you do that, yeah. But really, so a place. Yeah, where you can be totally heretical and not have to believe in either side. And still have an opinion, of course. If you want to. If you want to. And now, yeah, the, the beautiful thing with the internet now is we have any number of venues where we can broadcast our ill-formed opinions to the entire world. I've got a list of things I feel really strongly about. I'm going to start <laughs> reading them now. Okay. Gay people. <laughs> oh god racial mixing mm. you know i remember when i was a kid uh i'm 41 when i was in middle school i remember it vividly there there was like in the public discourse there was still the i what was you know bubbling up was the idea of whether or not you know interracial marriage was reasonable like <laughs> That was only 30 years ago. Yeah, and America. In America. Yeah. People were like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, well, you think about it. Wasn't uh, Lieutenant Uhuru and Captain Kirk on Star Trek that was the first interracial kiss on TV? And then I think the storyline is he was kind of hypnotized. He didn't know what he was doing. And she was too, I think. I don't think I ever saw that one. <laughs> yeah, I think there was. It was a really kind of. Uh, I seem to vaguely remember they were taken um, uh, control of by some aliens who wanted to see them perform, and they wanted to see what they were studying their mating rituals. So I remember. I think, I think vaguely, and I had, and, uh, they'd kind of wake up and. I don't know. I, I I think, but that was it. Basically, they were being. So it's quite a sexy, sexy show. I'll be back in about five minutes. I gotta go deracinate some outgroups. I'll be right back. <laughs>
You don't think Lucy and Desi ever kiss on that show? I wonder about that. Maybe they didn't. Wouldn't know that. Uh, Obviously, but I know that was the first. He was Cuban. Is that a race? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like where's this? Where's beige turned to brown? You know. And uh, where's brown turned to black exactly? You know, I've always had a problem with that as well. It's like, uh... And you know people, I meet, I meet people sometimes, you know, and they've got totally different color, but they look so much like each other, you know? So a black guy and a white guy, but, uh, and, you know, one lives in England and one comes from Africa, but they're the same type. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, Maddie. You're making me a little nervous with this kind of talk. Wait, Maddie, is this, is this turning into Stormer? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, I think I grew up. I never, you know, it's never been an issue. So I know it was weird, in a way that it that, uh, the older you got, the more of an issue it became for me. The afternoon stormer institute. <laughs> what, what is the afternoon? What is that? Oh, you mean fucking right wing? No, no, yeah, uh, stormer is like the word where uh, any, any kind of a, yeah, yeah, any yeah, kind yeah. of a right, right. Yeah, Stormer. No, no, I've got a different voice for that. <laughs> oh, no. oh, do you have the, do you have the one thing still? Yes, I'm here. <laughs> I'm Death to all deviants. That's a, you know. Is that like a, <laughs> uh, a gimmick on the mic, or do you have like one of those bullhorn things that you no, speak this is into, a, into the mic? No, this is a so-called vocal performer kind of vocal effects it's got all sorts of stuff on it that's that's the robot voice that's, that's a robot that's the robot voice yes hello i can't change the pitch but uh, and, and it's got all sorts of sound on it you know hello how are you nice to meet you russell very robotic. That's like half my calls on fakeologists. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this. You know, so it's good for vocals, of course. Or it can be. I don't use it, actually. It's too thin. In the, in the end, it's just too synthetic. So I leave it out. Oh, is, is it like something you would... Um, I mean, is it, is it all like a shtick thing? Or do people like... Can you use it to legitimately like level out your voice and make it, you know... Higher, uh, do what? Make it what? Higher? No, 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 not higher. Like to make your um, your levels better. To even out like your levels or whatever. Oh yeah, it's a fancy little box. It's got compressors in it and uh, limiters and phantom power and everything, you know. And you can, yeah, you can make your voice louder and obviously, and you can create loads of presets. That's what all those different presets are. You know, so and you can click it on and off, so you've got some kind of backing vocals. But for me, they don't can't they can't replace backing vocals. <laughs> and it gets too synthetic. Depends what you what you're doing. I can do that with beats and stuff. Then it can work. You can't do it with acoustic stuff so much. You know. I need a laugh track. Can you, does it have a laugh track on there? Can... <laughs> no, not like that. It's just an effect. Oh, damn. <laughs> I'm gonna make a note to myself. Uh, uh, note to self don't use 
Fucking sounds like Halloween three, season of the witch. Hello, Russell. Have you missed me? Jesus Christ. That's really scary, isn't it, Russell? I've been hearing all the things you've been saying about me. You're not always very nice, are you? That's horrible. I'm, I'm always nice. Here's, you know what? I'm t- so prepared for those situations. You called me a witch. <laughs> Which is funny because I am one. <laughs> All right, see, I know. I know how this shit works. That's like amazing. That, 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 that Simpsons episode. Hey, uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I thought it was like one of those really like, um, there's hundreds of them like on the app stores, you know, one of those kind of ones. I thought that's what you were using last week. No, these are my, you know, the, the effects for the guitar. Yeah, proper things. Oh, it's, it's a uh, guitar effect. Is it like a board, like a the old cord board or whatever? You got <laughs> like one's... a, a wah-wah pedal on it? Right. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I've got one of those boards with all sorts of stuff on it, yeah. Sure. Overdrive? Yeah. Hey, put the phaser on there, the talk lots, box. Lots of delays and things and uh, and uh, freezes and, yeah. And that's 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 a pitchfork, so, yeah, yeah so it does different things. With your voice. And I can have both of them at the same time. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. I didn't realize how good that is with the voice, actually. It's, like, wasted on the guitar. That sounded like Orville, that one. Yeah. Remember Orville? Yeah, yeah. The cut, uh, what, no, was he a ventriloquist? Yeah, duck. we ducked. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could fly. That was good. Yeah, because he's, oh, yeah, I suppose if, you, if you're doing ventriloquism, you always got something in the back of your throat. So we get strange voices then. <laughs> yeah, that's for a difficult art, that one, isn't it? <laughs> there was a guy apparently wasn't there, who did a ventriloquist act on the radio in the 50s or 40s or something Lord, uh, <laughs> Lord Haw Hee Haw no no not Lord Ha Ha he was the he was the uh, yeah, he was the hit Lord Ha Ha was apparently um, that's, they were complaining so much because all the troops would be listening in the canteen and uh, they'd just carry on listening when the news bulletins came from the BBC but if someone put Lord Ha Ha on everybody stopped and listened <laughs> Yeah, because it was an alternative view. Because he was, I think it was quite high in the ratings. But no, this wasn't Lord Ha Ha. This was um, uh, really a ventriloquist guy. He did a ventriloquist act on the radio, and then he'd go on tour, and he didn't bother, you know, not moving his lips. <laughs> he just. <laughs> yeah, that. Um, did you have you ever seen that order? It's like uh, in, well, it's in London, I think. And it's like an entertainment kind of order. The order of the water rats, I think their name is. And they've got like every famous ventriloquist is in this thing that you've seen on TV or anything like that. Yeah. And, yeah, anyway. yeah, and yeah, that's that sort of thing, like, sort of minor, minor, minor celebrities. Do you know what it's like? It's like a directory of uh, national treasures. That's what oh, I really? Saying. Oh, so the yeah. big, big boys are in there too, aren't they? Ian McKellen. Like, yeah, um, EastEnders stars, um, oh. uh, comedians like Tommy Cooper and just 
sort of like when you see the people that's in it, you're like, all right, yeah, I could like probably determine who else is there, you know what I mean? Yeah, again, I seem to remember that being in the 70s, them showing kind of award ceremonies or something, the water rats and... Yeah, that's... That's kind that's of aware. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty strange. Um, yeah, everybody, yeah, it's like everybody immediately makes a, you know, a WhatsApp group or something these days, you know, just their WhatsApp yeah. group. It's just kind of like quite funny that I'd never heard of it for so long, and then there's the female version. And, oh, what, uh, are they, what are they called? Uh, the, 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 the order of the Red Lady Ratlets or something like that, something like that. Ratlets? And, uh, the Ratlets or the Ratlets or something. The Ratits, yeah, that would be better. And it's like Barbara Windsor's right up there in that, and the, oh. uh, Princess Anne and Princess Luella Anne. Benjamin, funnily enough, I was a bit shocked to see her. <laughs> but yeah, all the ventriloquists and comedians, like family time comedians. Yeah. Yes, obviously they're guild, huh? Yeah. Bit of funny name as well, the rat. The rat. <laughs> yeah, it's wonder the that's strange. Rats. The water rats. Why yeah. water rats? Is it because of Ratty from Wind in the Willows? <laughs> I'll find it now. It's quite funny. It's not like a well, it's certainly not any kind of secret, you know. And um, yeah. I was on the, their like Facebook, and there's lots of pictures of them out getting sloshed, and that's quite funny. They look like good fun. I tell you, they do. That's probably what most of these things are like. Bilderberg too is what piss up really. <laughs> sorry, the ladies are the lady or oh, sorry, the grand order of lady ratlings. Ratlings. Yeah, ratlings. I'll post a little link up because I thought it was interesting. Don't know what um, whether it'd be interesting to see why they call themselves water rats. But, uh, I don't think it's they, a bit they... like the a uh, bit like the groundlings. States there's this uh, group oh. called the groundlings that sort of spawned a lot of the SNL comedians, modern mm. comedians who get TV shows in them. Yeah, I was thinking there's got to be an American version of this. You know what I mean, but. Right, and that and that comes from Shakespeare, the groundlings who were like hey. sort of the, the muggles, you know, the peasants who would get let in, you know, to see the shows back in the day in the Shakespearean times. Yeah, they watched the the Globe. They sat in the front right, and they they would call they watched what was called the dumb show. Yes, right, <laughs> the dumb show for the groundlings. But that was always a nice. Hey, now we're probably back to flat Earth, right? Because it, that was always a nice point. I thought about the the instigation of the belief in a globe. You know, this the the timing of it. You know, now the new world is there, and we've all got to you know get people to sail there, and then we've got to get to convince them, and they're going to drop off the edge, and uh, all the rest of the stuff. We just happen to call our theatre the globe, and ever since then, the globe has been in front of whatever, hasn't it? News. You know, there's always a globe. Oh, I. So that's when it started. Right, right. <laughs> do you think that people really felt like they were going to fall off the earth, though? I mean, do you think people even had a concept of... Oh, yeah. Like, where'd they, where'd they even get the idea that they would fall off the earth? Yeah. Well, uh, like, they, they the earth... got the idea because people sailed off that direction and didn't come back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> but, but that was but basically it. It wasn't a whether, whether it, you were falling off the earth. It was 
just fucking dangerous. You know, you went and you didn't come back. So, I mean, who wants to do it? Yeah. But did the mat, but like the, the people buying the, the great unwashed, the teaming masses, they didn't have it. They didn't know anybody who was a sailor, probably, you know? The yeoman farmer they weren't like uh, living on the port near the ports in the cities and shit no no well they wouldn't at first they didn't know anyone had come back it wasn't until people started coming back and saying hey you know it's okay you can look see <laughs> it works well right? kind of global thinking must be really quite modern actually in any concept do you know what i mean i think that <sighs> the ability to think like even outside your geography to think that people yeah i don't know it's bizarre like everyone's tied to the land, not necessarily in a bad way, but like where there was no the mass ID. I don't know. It's like I think everyone had the same thoughts. Like there's like ten thoughts, and everyone had all of them. And that was it. Like there wasn't like an economy of ideas or a lot of or any independent thinking. They had like seven words they were given, and ten I ten thoughts, and that was it. By God, if you couldn't construct them the right way, yeah, maybe I wonder. I wonder where they came up with this shit. You know? Yeah, I was wondering about mass. You know, like mass. What is? Um, when did that start coming about? That as a term, and like you do think like the church goes to the mass congregation, whatever. And so, like, is that given a mass mindset? But when you look it up. It, Mass comes from Latin, which is like something like dispersing your congregation. So it's like nothing to do with a, like a mass mindset or a, do you know what I mean? I was kind of thinking that and I think that's just all modern with thought like that. Yeah, it's interesting using the word mass. I never, yeah. Oh, it's it's another one of those homonyms <laughs> that you don't think about the second meaning when you, or the other meaning when you're using it in its intended meaning, yeah. Mass, yeah, like Catholic. It comes from it comes from matter, right? Like it's mass matter. Um, I was just looking at this stuff not too long ago. It's like the same thing as as matter or the the idea of matter. But then you have yeah your mass, your liturgical mass at the church. Mm, Yeah, but but you have like the mass, um, which is the same thing. Congregation is the mass. It is the teeming masses. It is the you know the population. Um, What do they call that shit? Damn. When they send the bishop out or whatever they call it, the oh not agrarian. There's a there's another word for it that they use. Um it's actually like farming the people. It all comes out of like farming the people. You know, it's the well, here, here it says late fourteenth century. Yeah. Irregular shaped lump. Body of unshaped, coherent matter. <laughs> old French moss. Lump, heap, pile, crowd, large amount, ingot, bar. <laughs> and directly from Latin, massa, kneaded dough. <laughs> Lump, that which adheres together like dough. This is interesting. So then yeah. the mass, you see, then you, then you bring them together, don't you, in the church? Probably from Greek, matza, barley cake, lump, mass, ball. Matza ball. You know, which is related to massine to need from pie root mag to need fashion fit. Yeah, ah. Everybody needs a group. And well, that's the one that goes to bulk, you know. I don't mean bulk, yeah. As an adjective of evolving or composed of masses of people done on a large scale from 1733. 
first attested yeah. in American English mass meeting. And, that's, and it comes from the, doesn't have like a root in the word matter? Or matter is part of its definition, right? Mass, or in some parts of its definition. So, and matter comes from mother. It's like the mater. And M -A -R, these are all, ma, yeah. M -A, yeah, M-A-T-E-R is uh, have, having to do with, um, all these are derivatives of media. Like media will come from these words, mm. um, it, or come through it. So the medium is the message. The mass is the medium, and the medium is the message. And the massage to soothe to the mass, the mass aid, needing the dough. Yeah, a little, a little uh, yeast works its way through all the dough. So it, it's also like it's hard for us now to to really know what people from the times we're talking about, what people really thought, you know, cause we just have our conceptions of what we've learned from books and, and this and that, but mm -hmm. it's, we can't really say for sure. Can we, what, what people really thought? No, 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 of course you can't even think you can't even figure out what, like, like I was tongue in cheek earlier, but you really can't even figure out how many words they were working with, you know, to, to yeah, form their yeah. thoughts. Or even what language, what language they were thinking in. Yeah, and what language are we thinking in as well, you know what I mean? Like the and where dog it came Latin. from. Dog Latin. <laughs> I think they call it. Peasant English. Yeah, there's like the vulgar Latin. and the. Uh... Yeah, it's weird where that comes from. I've seen nothing saying that it comes from, like it was invented, like by a I don't know how much this is real and how much it's not, but it was like, I'm sure it was something like King, King James, something to do with him, and it was just kind of invented like by a council of people or something. What? Yeah, it was invented, the, are you talking about the Latin one? Yeah, to Eng, like modern English kind of thing. Oh, I get you. I don't know if that's right or not. Though. I know when they, well, I don't know, but you know, the stories when they cooked up the uh, Latin is kind of newish, right? And they like, cooked that thing up to like to lock it in, the idea of the dead language, you know, was, was yeah. kind of killing, killing it at its birth. So that the idea was that, that to, to fix meanings to words, you know, and to fix roots and stuff so that you couldn't, so you always had this kind of anchor. Yeah. Uh, is English not rootless? I, I heard that the other day, actually. Like, English is a rootless language, this one. Well, <clears throat> find, find a language that has a, that isn't. Listen. I mean, yeah. the, I, the language is so profound. Like Chomsky stuff mm. is fascinating, I think. But I like, like it too. It's fascinating. It's where does it even come from? The capacity for it is incredible. But where does it even come from? The, the capacity for it exists is like phenomenology of its own. But where, yeah, where does it come from? How does everyone have it? Some yeah. form of it, you know, like the and power of uh, yeah. the, the the power of translation. Is like mm -hmm. Jesus, you know, like we were talking mm -hmm. about Marx earlier. There's, there's uh, Marx's works that still, there still aren't translated into English, at least, you know, some of them. So, mm -hmm. or at least maybe they're, uh, that's what they say, you know, there's yet to be written. But either way, I mean, that's what the kind of power you have when you say when you know there's a language is dividing people. Are you? That's just what I was thinking of. Yeah, the whole story of the Tower of Babel, where you know the languages were confused, right, by some act of God. Yeah, was that's it? right. I was thinking that the other day, actually. 
it's like uh, I and so he dispersed everyone or something, so uh, they couldn't speak the same language. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, but it's really, if you think about it, the, the construction process of it, it's like the natural consequence as some kind of massive scale if it represents civilization itself. Uh, it all starts at the ground floor, right? The top of the pyramid, the pyramid isn't built top down. So it all starts at the base. And at that level, um, everyone is speaking the same utilitarian, you know, has the same utilitarian terms and has the same language and understands by and large the same things. But as the tower progresses vertically, you know, you don't, they don't build like the first floor is done. Now everybody in the second floor, second floor is done. You build it just to where the skeleton can support further you know, up building and then you break apart into teams, right? Or you break it apart and divide the labor so that the first, now all of a sudden you're still rising vertically, but part of your construction group is finishing the base and working up to catch up with you, right? Well, as the distance grows between these things, communications change, you know, languages change to where people, you know, what was once had uh, meant something when everyone was together on floor two, doesn't have the same meaning for a certain section of the population anymore as they're up at level seven, you know, and coming back down to try to talk to or, or sending information back down the pipe. But the people at the bottom still thinking, you know, they haven't got the message that the words don't mean the same shit anymore. So, I mean, this is all to say that, like, you, people can speak the same language and still not even understand. Yeah what the other is, you know, saying. And you see this in corporate culture and all this uh, NGO shit all the time, how they have to have a meeting to introduce the idea, and then they have to have a thousand meetings to introduce the new words that explain what the idea means. They have got their own language listed. Oh, yeah. They have to. There's only so many words. They're not inventing all these new words, so they're they're repurposing repurposing, um, Mm -hmm. existing words in new contexts, and, you know... All of a sudden, consumer means something way different. Yeah, and sustainable, actually, as well. Like, if you were making folks sustainable, you would make them, like, self-sustainable, if you know what I mean. And it's quite funny how it's, like, blatant words like that that they use. Like, (laughs) do you know what I mean, that they spin around? Yeah, yeah, I think that uh, sustainable is a really good example. Just how it's, you know, certain group of population has a different idea of what that means. Yes. Yeah. You look at the UN literature and their conferences and whatever, and it has a sort of a different meaning than what um, kind of the organic uh, hippie crowd thinks of when they say yeah. sustainable. You know, is, there any, is there any, how many definitions in a dictionary have just one, you know, just one yeah. listening? Yeah. Big Tyndall. But then people, people in the conspiracy world will turn around and say, oh, sustainable is bad. Anything that says sustainable, it must be bad because it's all coming from the UN. Where it's, yeah. like, it's a little more nuanced than that, actually. <laughs> it is. But it also, you run the risk of like, in my work, it was so frustrating a few years ago dealing with all this shit because I just couldn't understand. You know, people had these, they were using these buzzwords. I had no idea what they were even talking about. You know what I mean? Like what? Like, well, this is sustainable for these stakeholders. We're going to satisfy the, uh, you know, the stakeholders. The stakeholders. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Is the person that is the person that's moving into the house the stakeholder? They're one of them. <laughs> uh, like, okay. Am I a stakeholder? You could be. 
You could be. <laughs> I what? I could. What the hell does this even mean? So, yeah, it's just. I don't. I don't. It's like uh, thinking about this the other day. Entrepreneur, right? Like in America, you know, it, people think. I think think it means like start your own. Someone who starts their own business or whatever. This is not what it means. I don't think at all by the definition. I think it means like someone who, um, like engages in business in order to like meet some pre-existing idea of, um, profit growth. And then, and then in order to like sell that business later, that's a vastly different, you know, meaning I think than, than what, you know, people think Donald Trump means when he says entrepreneur. Is he calling for more entrepreneurs? Or oh, this is a common theme in America. Small businesses are the backbone of America. You know what defines a small business according to the tax code? Uh, making less than a billion dollars a year. <laughs> it's also um, you know, appealing to vanity, isn't it? Because for our entrepreneur was somebody who not only was successful but started a whole new ball game. For me, that was an entrepreneur. You know? Yeah, innovator or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, oh, so, wow. so it's a really quite uh, flattering yeah, word. It's like a risk taker, a businessy risk taker. Uh-huh. Yeah, risk taker in so, in so much as, yeah, he's trying something new. He tries something different, you know? Yeah. Like blazes the trail a little bit, you know? I never knew that. Like Dyson. Dyson's an entrepreneur. Well, I think that would, if, if he was, that would mean he bought an exi- he got into an existing company in order to, you know, uh, meet some new target profit, you know, margin, and then sold that company. Is that what he did? So he'd be an entrepreneur. Oh, so he's not an entrepreneur in that definition. No. Uh, maybe he is. I don't no, who knows? You know? There's, it's just that's the, the problem with it, right? Yeah. I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. Yep. It means whatever I want it to mean. That's what I mean. It's quite a flattering word. It sounds good to me. I thought, you know, people like, um, I don't know, entrepreneurs. What was the name? You know, the Beatles man, Brian Epstein. That was an entrepreneur. I don't, I don't remember. John, Paul, Ringo, and Brian? Yeah, Brian. He was the, the the manager. He was gay, Russell. Uh-oh, I was going on the list. I didn't know that. Thanks. Let me get my pen. Brian Epstein. <laughs> um, like it, also, on the same vein, like you never hear about the idea of creating a small business to serve a certain community or population and keeping it small and not selling it mm. to a larger conglomerate. Like you never hear that being promoted. It's always like your small business is judged. Your success in small business is judged based on the ability to sell it to a larger company for a huge amount of money. It's horrible. So the whole idea of like mom and pop shops, you know, are sort of seen as archaic and, on the way out. They won't even make a wedding cake for gay people at them mom and pop shop. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know. 
Do they do that at Walmart now or no? Not quite yet. Adam and Steve, wait a minute. This doesn't sound right. I'm getting on the phone. I'm not making this cake. Yeah, I heard the original. You know where that joke came from? That was, um, what's his name? Steve Coogan, yeah? Went in his guises. What's he do when he plays that inept sort of TV presenter? What's he called? Come on, Kelly, help me out. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, man, I can't remember now. Uh, Tom Brokaw? No, Steve. You know who Steve Coogan is, huh? The comedian. Put in Steve Coogan, and he's got a famous alter ego in English. Who's this? Really, he's just this TV presenter who puts his foot in everything. He's, well, I I knew a lot of folk that liked that. I never really got it though. Alan Partridge. Alan Partridge. That was it. Yeah. So this satire, right? And yeah, and the first time I I heard someone using it as a kind of as a not as satire. <laughs> <laughs> right. and, uh, and then I thought, oh god this is where it came from the satire can really back you know, end up arming your position yeah I never really got that one very much Alan Partridge no I, I, I wasn't uh, a fan exactly it's, it's funny for uh, five minutes like Mr Bean he's, he's, he's funny if you don't like to laugh yeah, it's a sort of. He wasn't big in America, was he, Mister Bean? I don't think was he. Goddamn no! No, the Americans don't like incompetence. They don't like, you know, for God's sake, yeah. pull yourself together. <laughs> right? Why isn't he talking? America autism isn't hot in America. Yeah. <laughs> the Indians, they love him. <laughs> yeah, all the, the all the repressed societies him. love him. The Chinese love him, don't they? Right. Who do they love? Sorry, I missed that. Mr. Yeah, Bean. Mr. Bean. Oh, right, Mr. Yeah, Bean. I bet, I bet there's a correlation to how repressed the society is to, as to how much they like Mr. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's been yeah billion-dollar studies done on that, I think. <laughs> there's probably a UN paper on it somewhere. At which point our faithful commentators realized that the recording bot had left unexpectedly, and thus ensued a break.
Will. Oh. God damn it, Craig. Craig. He's got a sexy voice. Miss recording. I can do him. <laughs> Little naughty bot, Craig. You're a naughty bot. Now, uh, no. <laughs> now recording. Now recording. Yeah. As soon as as soon as we start talking about the blue helmets and the psychological implications of the color blue in the UN, Craig has to up and leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. I think it was because we we're starting an ongoing investigation into into Unreal. Uh, could be that. Could be that. Yep. Unreal. Yeah, Unreal. The uh, the Phantom just doesn't believe in anybody, and yeah, and all those things. This very strange kind of. I was thinking. I was thinking. I don't know why that. That's why it's, he's got me kind of playing around with all these different devices and trying to morph my voice. And... Mm-hmm. <laughs> very not very successfully, but. Um, yeah, there's a lot of them on the apps. I've like had a little play around with them a couple of times, but yeah, they were even worse. Yeah, I, I there wasn't. I didn't think there was any that could take out an accent. Remember when you were saying that? That'd be quite mental. No, <laughs> no, no way. No, and if you've got that kind of talent, you're messing about down here. Yeah, like you probably wouldn't need anything like that because there's people that can just take it, their accent away. Or add a new one, naturally. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I can no, take the I mean, accent like, away or add one, but I'll never get rid of the, uh, mm, uh, well, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, you got to change your whole speech pattern then. Yeah, but, the main, but if I could do that, I would do it already. The, the main thing. Not sound like an idiot. The main thing is to change the shape of your face. Yeah. Once you change I, the shape of your face and, and, and take on a different character, you will then get different voice. <laughs> you see? That's, then you can keep that voice because you've got this shape that reminds you that this is the person you're doing. Talking yeah, proper you... is a bit more effort. Like, <laughs> talking proper, it's like, uh, I don't know, talking proper. It's just like uh, a lot more work, isn't it? <laughs> talking <laughs> proper. Yes, yeah. Always feels a little bit unreal. If depends where you've been brought up. If you've been brought up like that, but, um, I mean, I would try to learn Italian. I just like could. It was like I would need to get plastic surgery or something to be able to do it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and speech uh, felt like it needed a different face or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a way, yeah. They used to hear French. They used to amuse themselves with me when I was first here by giving me German books to read. Yeah, uh, probably German would be all right to learn. But, uh, like, I don't think you would need a new face for that. Because right, it's yeah. Scottish, actually. Yeah. I always said the, there was a word you have to say up here. It's it's uh, Streichholz. Streichhausen. <laughs> I don't know any German. <laughs> Scheißhausen, that's what she does. Uh, <laughs> no, Streichholzschachtelchen. Streichhausschlatuschen. <laughs> yeah, nearly. <laughs> See? Anyway, that means uh, uh, it's a box of matches. Oh, really? Wow. Little box of matches, little box of matches. Yeah. Struggle driver. 
Does that mean something? That means pencil or pen? That's well, all I have. Yeah. yeah, but it's true. If I want to speak accent free or near to accent free, then it's better to slightly change the way I where I put my chin. Mm. Most of it's just moving the chin forward or backwards, you know, you know, you get yeah. different voices. Oh, I see. I remember a girl like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how terrible <laughs> you are. <laughs> Russell, what did I tell you, Russell? This goddamn Smeagol shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yes, well. So, what else has been going on? Was obviously the band. What? what is, there's what? <laughs> what else has been going on? I said oh. that was ob obviously the end of that round. There was this nice pregnant pause, as they're called. It should be the birth of something new. So I am basically, in a long-winded way, saying, "What now? What are we going to talk about? What else has been happening? Anybody going? You guys, to you guys organized this." In oh, a non-organized way. Totally. Totally. This is anti, anti, I don't know, something. I'm not sure what. Restrictive <laughs> form. I don't know. Well, I'll read from the, how about I read this little article from the Daily Beast about the co-authors. Hold on a second. Just Daily Beast. The co-authors of the best-selling QAnon book are at war with each other. <laughs> <laughs> what? I thought you were joking for a second. <laughs> as it, as it, if. And how about the fucking fact that this thing's called the Daily Beast? You know? Yeah, that means that's weird. Yeah, that's totally Illuminati. You know what I mean? Mind, like, isn't it? It's Robert Anton Wilson. The Daily sure. Beast, that's what I thought. It means like. Man, it's just fucking weird. You know? It's a, the, the Daily Leviathan. You know? <laughs> Yeah, Daily Leviathan. <laughs> <laughs> daily like Demon. He's a file up here. That's yeah. what that means. And it's quite funny because it had... I've seen it. Media corporation. Yeah. Definitely. All the, the brains you... Uh-oh. Russ has gone total AI mode now. Got the lurky. The beast has got him. Yeah, the beast yeah. got him. Mark of the beast. Don't you yeah. talk about beast. Craig will get you. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's like got a really terrible meaning up here, and then I kind of noticed that we're being a, related to kind of like I don't know, being uh, sort of hardcore in the gym that sort of way. You know, I'm a total beast. Like, oh like yeah, yeah, right. That's like I've been reassimilated into the beast system. Can you see my number? Can yeah. You see my <clears throat> look at my. Can you see my hand? Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. I'll be able to trade again. <laughs> No, no one will be able to buy or buy or sell without the mark. As libertarians are going to fucking corner the market on that mark, you know. What's wrong with selling the mark? It's inevitable, you know. What's wrong with trying to turn a profit off of the mark? I say, the market's free. The hand of the market is the goddamn. Well, let me uh, here. Here we go. If if you don't mind, this thing's kind of long, so I might not read the whole thing. But 
the co-authors of a best-selling QAnon book are at war with each other by Will Sommer. Uh, some of the biggest promoters of the pro-Trump QAnon conspiracy theory are in a civil war over how much money they should be wringing from their followers, with each side accusing the other of being fake MAGA agents for the deep state. The fight centers on the for, uh, future of QAnon, an invitation to the Great Awakening, a book for QAnon fans that came out earlier this year. QAnon believers rely on a series of mysterious clues posted anonymously on message boards by Q to decipher a world they believe revolves around Donald Trump's secret war with Democratic pedophiles. So they snapped up the 270-page book that offered to explain those clues. Despite being described by one reviewer as difficult to actually read, the QAnon book neared the top of the Amazon charts in March. Now the book's 14, now the book's 14 co-authors are divided over what's next for their franchise, opening up yet another rift in the lucrative, fractious world of QAnon hucksters. The feud burst into the open earlier this month when Dustin Nemos, a prolific conspiracy theorist and one of the book's co-authors, tweeted the fans should stop asking him when the QAnon book would come out as an audiobook. Nemos blamed Joe M., another co-author, as the reason for the holdup, saying Joe M. was afraid of making too much money from the book and being called a, quote, grifter. The ultimate insult for QAnon boosters. He became pretty hostile and paranoid and refused to allow us to do an audiobook, Nemos told the Daily Beast in an email. When the question of an audiobook might seem ar- uh, while this question of an audiobook might seem arcane, it's a key issue for the QAnon community. That's because, according to Nemos, so many elderly QAnon believers have poor eyesight and are unable to read the font in a regular book. Joe M's refusal to participate has also raised questions about whether the co-authors will be able to make a sequel, let alone profit from it. Joe M has nearly 120,000 Twitter followers, making him one of the most prominent QAnon promoters. He's also the editor behind a popular QAnon introduction video that has earned praise from, among others, uh, former baseball star Kurt Schilling. Joe M didn't respond to requests for comment from the Daily Beast, but he has sent cryptic tweets taunting Nemo's desire to make more money from QAnon believers. Uh, it uh, has a picture of the tweet here from Joe M. At, uh, and his Twitter handle is at storm is upon us. Uh, this is his tweet. Someone is attacking Daily, who made tens of thousands on a book that was valuable thanks to my donation. And now he's angry. I won't let him make more. He says it costs money to MAGA. I will attest it takes only one, all caps, patriot with passion, all caps, to accuse, oh, to accrue 45M monthly impressions. Gratis, also in caps. Uh, Nemo's counters that he needs to make money to support himself. Now he says he's going to get back at Joe M and accused his one-time collaborator of being in league with several reporters who have criticized the conspiracy theory. I have to pay, I have staff to pay, and his voice carries weight with my with many patriots, Nemos said. I always punch back, taking the example from POTUS. This isn't the first time QAnon promoters... Uh, oh, damn. The article has to reload. Sorry. Well, uh, give me one second here. That's pretty funny. Yeah. 14 co-authors of this book. Okay. So they're all, they're all co-authoring a book about some anonymous source. None of them actually claim to be the source, of course, because that would ruin the whole narrative. No, no one wants to take credit for QAnon. Because that, that would ruin the whole story. But... 
somehow 14 people are writing this book. <laughs> it's just, it's just so funny. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. back. Let me repeat the last, uh, thing. Uh, I have staff to pay and this, and his voice carries weight with many patriots. And he most said, I always punch back taking the example from POTUS. And QAnon promoters have, have fallen out of her money. InfoWars founder Alex Jones and his then employee, birther conspiracy theorist Jerome Corsi, were initially supportive of QAnon and quickly became two of the leading voices interpreting QAnon clues. But last year, right, it is in control of much of the QAnon audience. The anonymous person or group of people behind, or behind Q denounced Jones and Corsi as quote, Patriots, spay Y, T-R-I-O-T-S. Oh, wow. Can you guys hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's just hilarious. I mean, I think to to say it was a best-selling book might be a bit of a stretch. Just because it topped the list on Amazon, that means it's best-selling, yeah. I guess. I was trying to find out who owns the trademark MAGA. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> There's one that says that Donald Trump done it. On the, well, I don't know. I need to look at this. I put up something there, but I think it was the wrong thing. That's fairly new. I think. Oh, here we go. If he uh, filed for that in 2012. That shows you how, how um, I don't know, how long this has been in the organization cycle or whatever. <clears throat> right. It's, uh, well, even Snopes are saying it's true, so it must be. <laughs> no, it's, um, <laughs> I've got it here. And the Twitter, uh, see the... I keep forgetting that the dates are back to front. It's the 12th of November 2012. Donald Trump signed for it. That's pretty funny. Oh, okay. Hmm. Apparently. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would hazard a guess that the same people who are selling the uh, MAGA merch and are behind the QAnon-inspired merch might be the same people writing the QAnon posts. Just a yeah. guess, just a hunch. Yeah, and probably <laughs> but... the same people that. So that'll be a great idea. Let's make Donald Trump the president and like 2016, whatever. It'll probably be all from this place. Or just, yeah, it's like just create this little niche market for pro Trump mm-hmm. conspiracy people. It's basically mm-hmm. what, it, what QAnon is. So... Yeah. Loyalty, uh, loyalty marketing, I think it's called. Uh huh, yeah, so complex, like it's so complex. And and there's people out there who think they've pinpointed who is actually responsible for writing the Q stuff, but I'm not, I don't, I'm not convinced they actually know that what they're saying is is true for sure, (laughs) you know. Yeah, oh, it's mad, you know, MAGA, Mm. um. 
the if magus is the the masculine latin masculine um maga is the latin feminine form of the of magus oh really interesting interestingly enough huh interestingly enough there you go Russ. there you go there are witches yep it all goes back to witches with maddie no it's true i'm just gonna say i'm just gonna put that out there it's true (laughs) (laughs) it's a fact check it slam dunk yeah potus yeah hubble bubble you better believe it that's uh what do they say like in uh like shakespeare or whatever and uh and in these um uh, the the pre Shakespeare like the the proto Shakespeare stuff the the um, appearance of the witch archetype never heralds anything uh, positive you know it's always the the herald the portent of doom always you know there's no 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 good aspect to it it was in no way good for Macbeth to uh, encounter the witches no it begs the idea of he could have turned turned the timeline around he was kind of warned you know but but yeah but by by the warning was he did he then you know was yeah. he then like primed through the warning you know yeah. what i mean so it's, yeah yeah it's fucking weird yeah destiny and how to avoid it best to just bumble through you know <laughs> and ignore all the clues and uh you know, make people like really spell shit out very clearly so that you can understand it and know what they mean. No, no QAnon tweets. People are like, did you see this? It's like fucking eight, six, letter A, uh, you know, lowercase B, treble cleft, uh, picture of Mona Lisa. <laughs> really? You know, I mean, I like send this shit to you and then you'd be like, oh, totally, totally, dude. I get it. You know, <laughs> I totally know what you're saying with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll send you back like my this. own. Right, exactly. Mm, brilliant. brilliant. Like the star sign murderer guy or something like sending things to the police and the lot of funny language and stuff. It's just like reminds me of that somehow. It's a, the, a Napo- Napoleon and Typo could communicate like that for hours. <laughs> Gosh, you know. It's in signals like processing and stuff, there's so much and like um Oh, what's it called? What's it called, James? Noise. Um, damn, what's it called? Noise. Um, remember when I'm going to say something that I can't remember what the fuck it's called. But like when you, uh, no, uh, channel testing. Right. For like, for noise oh, yeah. Instead. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing how many overlaps these things are, can be, or can be found, you know, whether or not they're real. It's. I was listening to this well, guy talking about how all the tech stuff like text it was a kind of heavy hardcore ish kind of christian guy and he's talking about how it's all like demonic and stuff and he and i said something i thought was quite funny he's like well if you think about it every single one of the devices has its own horror movie <laughs> you know it actually does like um the television and poltergeist and things like that <clears throat> yeah and they call it, like, well, they say it's like the spirit of the ear or something. Pretty mad. And that, I don't know oh, if this yeah. is true or not, but the, like, the devices were mostly all created like to try and do 
contacts with spirits. Yeah, that's think, true. I heard that. Yeah, yeah, I can believe it. Nothing about an Italian guy with a radio. I did read about that like well ages ago, but he's saying that like all of them were kind of invented with that. <clears throat> Could be. Yeah, trying to hear voices in the air in another dimension. That's what they were thinking. Yeah. Trying to see things in another dimension. Yeah. And then they ended up doing it. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of a beautiful form of irony in a way. They were looking mm. for voices. And imagine if they you know, set up a radio and tuned in and there, was, there really was somebody somewhere who already had a transmitter. Yeah, there's something in that. There's something in the way. That's the way we work. There's a strange you know, human beings, this world. Yeah, and do you not know think, like, modern day? I mean, I know just personally, I'm kind of cut off spiritually, really, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? I think so. <laughs> I kind of was like looking into Christianity a little bit lately and I just can't, it's hard to describe, <laughs> I no. just think I just can't do it, no. like uh, values and stuff make sense and things like that but um, to think of yourself in a way like you're a vessel and all the things that you're doing, it's like God coming through you, and I suppose you would need to have like that experience where you know what I mean, you're actually seeing the light or whatever it's called. And then I was kind of thinking it's one of these investment things. Like I, that was about two or three weeks. I was kind of looking into that, <laughs> and I'm like, if I kept this up for maybe six months to a year. Then I probably would see the light, you know what I mean? It's like an investment thing. Is it that though? I don't know. And I imagine like putting yourself that. into the belief system. And... Yeah. yeah. Like sure. a lot of these things. Self in yeah, so yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's you go looking for things, you'll find immerse yourself in it. Because that's yeah. what I've been doing a bit, eh? Just immersing myself in it. Oh, um, yeah. And I'm coming to the conclusion but that's probably a bit early to do it but i i don't know hmm. sometimes it goes quicker than you think mm -hmm. yeah like paper and fire as the coog says <laughs> yeah i thought about it a lot but i was always a bit like i don't know apprehensive what are you apprehensive about so I just they, like to get into like Christianity in any manner, to be honest. Oh, people are afraid of Jesus, man. People think they're afraid of the devil. People are afraid of Jesus. Oh, it's just kind of like this sort of a like, uh, <laughs> I've, I know people that are born again, whatever. And then to be just so taken with it, like, I, I'm kind of scared of that. So it's not that scary. I've been. Uh, Looking at it quite a lot lately, and I don't know, I've just got some problems with it, really. Isn't it a personal thing then with the people you're, you're involved? Doesn't it? Yeah. It would take, would it take you to, it means you form relationships with people? Yeah, I would need that if I changed like in everything and really got into it and like spent more time doing that, then I, of course I would. Do you know what I mean? It's like brainwashing. I would be re-brainwashing myself. Something like that. 
it's why it says, uh, you know, you're, you're made a brand new creature, you know, a new person. Yeah. Yeah. Not some like patched together with tape, you know, broken vase, you know, but Are you uh, a, a whole new creature. Are you a Christian? Uh, hey. You know, that's, that's such, it's a tough one to say, but I'm like, I'm not uh, in opposition to any, to that belief system at all. It's, it's hard to say mm-hmm. what's meant by that, you know? Yeah. But, that's but, what I'm about. Um, you know, I'm a monotheist, <sighs> but I also believe in, in Christ for sure. But what that, and, and the Holy Spirit, you know, absolutely. But what that, you know, with regard to like things about like um, biblical literalism and stuff like that, I, you know, yeah, that's 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 a different whole different animal, you know. But I think it's, I think it's all kind of a, in in many ways, I think it's like a psychodrama, the inner psychodrama, um, and you know, it's it's just as real as as uh, other psychodramas. So it's a participatory thing. So it's 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 far more than just some like idea of. Uh, self-delusion if only people could delude themselves oh so, yeah I, so convincingly yeah, i'm, not, like, I'm yeah. not honestly i'm not like saying that that's all, all it is or nothing but that's, no, I, know you're not. Like, I, I, I know could not. feel like i would totally be able to go with everything if i kept on uh, being immersed in it but it's like um i don't know uh, i do think that like there's a lot in it and a lot of stuff that i've been looking at throughout the past few years always lead to here you know what i'm saying and then <laughs> all roads lead to rome uh, they oh, all well. lead to the same place <laughs> every it, yeah. isn't it funny how it works all this stuff keeps pointing me in this one direction and i feel like yeah it it always does anyway it is interesting you gotta have i mean the sun is the source of light i mean what are you what are you supposed to do it's, it's it comes down to really basic stuff it's real simple it's not it's yeah. not complex it's not mm-hmm. all the stuff that people make, and it's certainly not all this goddamn mysticism that has overpowered everything either. It's not this fucking. I don't know. Right now, yeah. I think there's su- there's such a uh, danger with the the uh, yeah, power yeah. of technology right now to to infiltrate the mind and to 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 replicate these kind of religious experiences and stuff. Uh-huh. It's really dangerous, I think, and people use it recklessly and irresponsibly. But that doesn't mean that it's not. You know, uh-huh. there isn't some real aspect to something else about it. So it's definitely got like standards that are uh, could be a bit beneficial, and I think it's like it's creating a sort of barrier to going all the way mental, but it's being kind of eroded all the time. You know what I mean? For you, or do you mean in, in by in at large? Just like in society, yeah, in society. Yeah, it's the bulwark. I mean, it, it's in Western society, I, you know, just according to the, the story or the main, the, the, the main tradition, I mean, it's, it forms the bulwark um, against, you know, it's the, as, as it falls, you know, mm-hmm. so, so society changes uh, existen- existentially, but maybe some would say existentially for the better. I, it's hard to say, but. Human relations, that kind of thing. Relationships like a, married relationship as well like these that's really beneficial from some of that i think you know just listen to like a little bit and it's uh, Um, there's a a, it's um 
it, it, you know, it, what is this? What crisis, uh, in your weakness, I am perfected, you know, in your weakness, my strength is perfected. You know, it's like this, it, it's this, uh, from the strong, the strong is shown, um, from the fragile, you know, the, 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 um, the weak reveals the mighty. It's not like, it's from like these basic, again, like very, uh, just observable, normal reality, the things that are demonstrably good, um, which are like the family unit, you know, mm-hmm. pa- parents, uh, and, ch- and children are good <laughs> things, you know, yeah. Stabil- stability is good. Security is good. Mm-hmm. Um, love is good, you know. Children yeah. are, are good. These are like I was very talking about like four types of love. I don't, I can't remember the names of them. It's like a Christian belief. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Um, uh, and it, I don't know. Like when we think about it, like marriage as a religious thing, but we don't even treat it like so, such. You know what I mean? Apart from maybe the ceremony these days. No, it says. Uh, he says uh, when the man, when the the um. When the man and woman are married, they become one flesh, right? One person. Uh, uh-huh. uh, so the two become one. I mean, these are really, uh, these are high-minded esoteric concepts that are kind of right. lost uh, and disregarded in favor of some pretty bizarre, you know, know. like uh, new agey shit. But very, you know, very simple, but very, like, the mystical, if the mystical doesn't have some overlap with the practical, then it's garbage. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's this is just a red flag, you know. If it's some kind of mm-hmm. shit that requires some kind of total withdrawal from society, total alienation, unless you're on some path to prophecy, you know, that's not going to be. That's a, it should be an indicator that's that's way out there, you know, that's not mm-hmm. correct. These things are going to should align with like yeah, concepts like, that, are, that are simple to grasp and revealed. A lot of it is stuff I thought about already. And like, do you get what I mean? Of course. Yeah, they're saying they're they're not. Yeah, they shouldn't be introducing like. They should remind you of things yeah. you already know. Almost that you know, yeah, and, and through that, through that is um, through that the <laughs> truth and wisdom is revealed. But it's it shouldn't be like a total reprogramming with all these new fucking words and all this no. like, different language and all this different like. Uh, needing to memorize all these Kabbalistic formulas and stuff like that. Clearly, that's not mm-hmm. the, the way to go. I mean, you know what I mean? These yeah. things are, man, humans are part of nature, not apart from nature. And uh, this is why the wisdom texts that are even worth a fuck all have some type of um, analogs and parallels in their parables and homilies to uh, agrarian kind of observable, simple things, you know? The, talking about the tree and the fruit and stuff like that stuff you can just kind of piece together in your mind and yet it's like the most profound uh profound and, and simple explanation of the truth that, that you could ever you know wish mm-hmm. to see but we overlook it all the time in favor of these fucking ten thousand you know books libraries filled with books they can't even fucking define what the truth is they can't even figure out what reality is they can't even agree on if it even exists you know that's that the what, what fruit is going to be born from a tree, that kind of poison tree. It's going to be good. Yeah. Isn't that also very very human? Let's take it apart, put it all back together again. It is, but there's a there's a the, the problem is in in society it's kind of like fetishized in a necrotic way. We kind of murder to dissect it, 
you know, it's, it's fine to, to want to like examine the, the tree and the root and the leaf and the branch and the, the fractal all the way up and all the way down and the bird and the nest and the egg and the shell, you know, these things are brilliant and beautiful parts of a ecology, but the, the, I think the measure now is this idea to, to, to murder, murder it, to dissect it, you know, to atomize it and deracinate the tree. Yeah, they've got the tree on the eugenic sign and stuff. Yeah, kind of brute force it, you know, and that like as if as if um, pulverizing it is going to reveal it, you know, by by this dissolution, we'll we'll see its true nature or something. When its true nature is revealed by observation of its existing, you know, natural form, not the sum of all its parts. But not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's just risky, right? Like. And it's fetishized, like I said. Now I'm going to have to ask you, actually, so, because you were so abstract in the end there. So I, at the end, I thought, well, yeah, what is fetishized? Fetishized? Fetishized. I can't say anymore. Like, they, like there's a fetishism, like, you run the risk of, like, um, fetishism, like any kind of unhealthy preoccupation, I guess would be Obsession. the... Would be that- the would be the maybe the definition in, in the way I'm using it. Like to fetishize something would be like uh, giving an undue an, an unnecessarily va- um, due value to something and then like uh, adhering to that arbitrarily kind of given value. Like it's making the thing about your feeling about the thing. You know? So Mm-hmm. Um, like which, it's really is... addiction, like addiction almost, you know, like fetishism in a dictionary, right? Which is often what people do with these kind of magical systems, like you were saying, like Kabbalah or um, what, like uh, Enochian type stuff or, you know, Crowleyan things. They do it with Freemasonry, they do it with everything. Tend to they do with everything. All this and... Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying, and yeah, all all those systems to me, like there was a point in my life where I thought maybe I could get into some some kind of you know ceremonial magic or something, but I never did, and I, I just wasn't inspired to. And I think I think what it was is that it all seemed so uh, overcomplicated, and just a lot of it seemed really unnecessary to me for whatever reason. I, I don't know why, but clearly um, it is because clearly it is because it's it's so unnatural. Because, like, why not? If this is what is this really what's required? You know what I mean? Right. right. Yeah. Who figured this out? That yeah. this is yeah. what's required, and and whoever figured that out, why don't we put the statue of him up? You know? We yeah. Gotta... It's like it's like hacking. It's it's sort of like hacking the code of reality or whatever. Think like, wow, is this really possible? You know? It's like, and that's that's where people fall into that fetishization. I think is being it's the idea of it is so profound and just like, Whoa, what the hell is this really, you know, possible. And, and that's where you fall into the trap, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, it's where you can be led down the garden path or lead yourself down. I mean, it's, it's just, Mm. it's, it's intoxicating, right? Like, so there's an enchantment to it. It's an intoxication and, and it's a good thing. I mean, people talk about being drunk on the spirit and stuff, but this is why the idea of like a community, do what? They're uh, like they're 
spirits as in the alcohol like, yeah 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 it's like funny yeah. how that's called that yeah <clears throat> but it's like you know to say nothing of elites or whatever, because I don't know what they do, but just looking at people I've met along the path who have dabbled in these type of ceremonial magics and just look at, like, what has it really done for them? Nothing, really. I've never met anyone who, who's had any kind of, uh, who's, it's improved any kind of their life in any way. Right. If anything, it's, it's sort of led to a sort of a self-involved kind of existence and ultimately maybe detrimental in a lot of ways. Um it, abnormal. I, I, I mean, I mean, what's, who's this, you know, I mean, that's maybe that's not a fair word to use, but it's like, uh, you know, non-exemplary. But maybe not everyone needs to go be the exemplar of life. You know, fine, whatever. You know, we're all yeah, free. and and if you make that sort of thing, if you make these kind of pursuits your world, then you're less able to relate to the people around you who aren't doing that sort of. Thing. So you're, you're kind of dr- by its nature. You're drastic. You're you're alienating. You're, yeah. you're becoming ever more alienated. Right. Uh, as right. you as you peer further back, like you're not. You're becoming more and more detached from the present. And uh, you know, it's just the lack. I don't. I mean, I'm a, I'm of kind of several minds of the, on this matter, but right now the issues are so convoluted and just inherently risky that. Um, I think without more almost formal systems to kind of help people, you know, it, <clears throat> do this um, through people who are not, God damn it. There's so many of this fucking people, people in my, you know, the trickster archetype, people think that shit's cute or, you know, funny or cute or cool. <laughs> shit's not cute or cool at all. Like where do they get this idea? Like w- <laughs> why, you know, to, to mess with people, just messing with you, bro. You know? Yeah, like well, well, what the like fuck's wrong with you? Well, you're, you're some kind of devil. I mean, what is he? What's that messing with I you? Thought, like the, tri- the trickster thing is with is actually when you start dabbling in that stuff, right? It's not going to turn out the way you think it's going to turn out, and they not know. Very, that. And that's yeah. the trickster archetype. The trickster archetype is you're dealing with the trickster. You've got to remember you're dealing with the trickster, and uh, it's going to be different to what you thought. Yeah, but when the trickster tries to impose his shit on other people, he by part of the trick is he doesn't tell people he's the trickster. It's not my fault you believe you didn't know that I was lying with everything I said. God damn! Well, yeah, is that the world we live in? Yeah, right. Like, it's like <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like uh, risky. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, high flying or taking doing risky things, climbing up sheer mountains. It's for people like that. But but it inherently involves like. Uh, or it's portrayed as right. Like there's, you know, it exists for a reason, but it, it's demonstrated in the, it's modeled as this, like almost, um, in, intervene, intervening, you know, character. So as it appears in your life through its own fucking insertion into your life, for, you know, by its own want to help you out, quote unquote, who, where do these people come up with this idea that it's their right to do that shit to anybody? You know, mm-hmm. I'm doing you a favor by showing you, man, you haven't done shit for me except yeah. show me that you're fucking out of your mind. You know, like, <laughs> it's not, it's uh, the un, the uh, unwelcome gift, I guess. Right? Yeah. I've learned a good lesson. Some people will just tell you nothing but lies. 
nice lesson. Like, thanks for screwing <laughs> me over so badly. Really yeah. learned a lot here. Well, oh, maybe goodness. you learn. Maybe you learn. You're telling yourself lies. And then you've know. got to kind of kind of clean up somehow. So how do I find out whether I'm telling myself the truth? And who the hell am I talking to anyway? <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. And where did I get these damn words I used to talk with? Yeah. So it, That's why I say, like, there's... But right now, the exam, it's so hard to even just examine these things because people are so thirsty and psych psychologically fragile right now, too. Yeah. Um, that it's that it's I think a lot, a lot of, risk, of it you know? that's what a lot of it's about everybody's working personal and that expresses itself in a lot of ways. yeah I mean uh, definitely, definitely you're breaking does. up a little bit there Maddie cutting yeah, sorry people are working working stuff out you were saying I think yeah and you know their own kind of psychological makeup your own trauma i just look at my own life you know god you know just trying to work out what the hell i'm doing who i am to, you know and like kelly you know, so what what do you believe in what do you what are your basic principles you've got some building blocks you can build on is there something you know and that's all happening all at the same time and it's all going on and you learn it's a process isn't it so yeah it's, and it's it's that trauma it's 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 something you, you hit the nail on the head with the trauma word i mean so much of it is about processing accepting realizing identifying processing our own trauma yeah and not and not projecting it you know yeah getting identifying a, getting a handle projecting on it, it on. yeah mm -hmm. finding out getting a handle on it somehow yeah yeah i mean yeah, i had the same experience looking at magic i got into it in a little in, in some but i never went far and i knew there was something intrinsically dangerous about using it and, um without knowing because you basically use your box of tricks you're opening a box of tricks and you don't know what you don't know what you're doing you know? It's like opening a clock, you know. Let's take the back off and see what happens. These springs fly everywhere, and that's it. And, uh, <laughs> I'm going to improve this thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you see, you, and you're lost. You've got no reference point. And um, and when I told you when I got the pendulum, the pendulum doesn't. There are certain things that I can't do. Any kind of active magic is is one of those things. But uh, yeah. It's good. To, I mean, it's good to know your boundaries and limits too, right? Like it's personally, right? And that uh, yeah. I'm not suggesting it's they not should something, change. Yeah, I'm but not maybe saying they that's, will. Who knows? That's that's you a know? personal, completely personal thing. Anybody else? Yeah. And I am interested in it. I'm interested in people's. I mean, it is this sort of like the interface with reality, yeah. And technology. Clearly, clearly, there's overlapping domains here. I mean, you know what I mean? The spirit, the world of the the spiritual. The, there's clearly some veils that are. <laughs> Uh, you know, gossamer in certain spots that it we don't even have the words as I think we've all experienced yeah. the words to really express uh, to translate what it is we're kind of seeing or experiencing or if that makes sense. I've said that yeah. kind of shit before and people have been like, no, that doesn't make any sense. No, at all. that makes sense. Really fucking awkward. <laughs> when, when the, 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 yeah, the veil between you kind of like in and in, what you think, what you feel, your reality inside and and the outside reality, when things are so thin, when things are so... Sure. The world, the charm. You see through it. You see the charmed world, uh, all the glamour, I would say, right? There seems to be these... I mean, why, why are these tech, tech companies so overlapped with oh. these arcane names? Oh, they're yeah. horrible. Where does this come from? I mean, even... Right. Horrible. It, it doesn't happen... To, it, does, it doesn't just happen to happen. Discord. You know? Just that they yeah, are. They, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and there's one, there's a Discord um, alternative called Curse. <laughs> yeah, <we're, laughs> like, all I, the Discord alternatives have got really fucked up names. It's, uh, and I was kind of going to say there, I don't feel like I really experience magic a lot. However, um, you know how we were talking about that synchronicity thing? Well, mm. the Christian guy was going on about that and relating it all to that spirit of the air thing. <laughs> I was like, wow. Well, that's and the media, Mary is called the mediatrix, right? right. These, the, the, these, the, the medium is, you know, everywhere. So what are the messages? You know, how do you translate it? Um, mm-hmm. what, what's the noise and what's the gibberish? What's the, um, what's the language of angels and what's the, the mumblings of ghosts, you know? Well, should any of should any of it be listened to you know or should um you know should it all be disregarded right like it's right yeah and i, th- I, I think um people's experiences with dmt in particular kind of tie right into this conversation because people are a lot of people talking about encountering these similar entities right and People have identified, oh, this one is the trickster and you've gotten to this certain level of consciousness where supposedly through the whole experience, you go up this ladder of realms or whatever, and eventually you break through into something. But, you know, some people get stuck in these lower realms, so to speak, where they encounter these different entities, right? And and so... And and that whole mythology is now building on itself with people writing about these reports, making YouTube videos about their experiences and people watch these and go, oh, that's what I can expect when I take DMT. And then they yeah. take DMT and then they have these kinds of experiences, yeah. whether or not that's all power of suggestion. You know, I don't know, but there's there's definitely yeah. some weird stuff going on within that world. Um as, as, and it's all relating to technology and our ability to like share and communicate these kinds of experiences in an attempt mm-hmm. to sort of interpret and figure out what's really going on. But we don't. But this is the, this is the fundamental idea. disconnect. I think is our, one of the one of the fundamental uh, paradoxes is why do we need a medium to interpret? Why do we need a go between between reality to understand reality or? Uh, Mm-hmm. Inter- to interface with nature, the world. Yeah. Right. Why do we need like a separate invention, a talisman or something? Yeah. We, you know, why are we adding this thing and all its layers of complexity and mm-hmm. its myriad myriad problems it can bring? In, um, right. And why yeah, do we depend yeah. on this? You know? And and now people are fetishizing these substances to as their version of hacking reality or you know performing some sort of magic. Yeah, sorcery. Yeah, like through, uh, through psychedelics. Media Medea is a fucking sorceress, right? Jason's on the meaningless quest to go uh to go find the golden fleece of Colchis for no reason, really. It's not you know, it doesn't matter what he finds. It's just some a task he was just given. Just get him to shut the fuck up and go do something. This is his hero's journey. He thinks he's gonna find this thing and it's gonna make you know, here uh here like Joseph Campbell's you know, culmination. I've found the artifact and now, you know, things will be improved. No, it doesn't mean it's shit like that. It's just something to fucking go do. And, and, and all the things like, uh, uh, all the, all the, uh, events start constellating and self-referencing each other. And then he hooks up with this damn sorceress. 
you know, who's like uh, murders his children in the end because he betrays her. Like, pretty wild shit. <laughs> she saves his ass. He, he can't. There are certain obstacles he just can't. He's just not equipped as a mortal to, to handle. You know, even Simi Divine, he just can't uh, defeat like the uh, the um, the dragon or the uh, damn what is it the sol- the skeletons in the field, the zombies in the field. He can't he just can't do it. So here comes the you know only the witch can only the the intervention of the the magician can can help him. But the magician once you know believes that uh, the promise was made to her you know will be honored, and when it's not, you know there's hell to pay. Right? So this is, I mean, it's just this, that's the risk. I, I mean, that's among many risks is, is just going down this, expecting the tiger to lead you out of the tall grass. Let <laughs> me see what the, let me see what this movie tells me about other movies. Let me see what media tells me about how to interpret media. I mm-hmm. think that's the wrong approach. <laughs> like, right. You know? Right. That's that's one thing I always noticed about a lot of these conspiracy kind of documentaries is that they use the exact same production techniques and like music and narration as you find from like Dateline NBC or just some mainstream crap, you know, like 2020, like Mm. big, you know, big intro music and graphics and then all the uh, dramatic music and peaks and valleys throughout the whole thing. It's just, just recreating yeah. the same paradigm they're meant to psychic, expose. Psychic driving with all yeah. the same symbols, you know? Right, right. It's no longer like a documentary. I don't, like as soon as that, anything like that is added, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. <clears throat> right. Which probably includes them all, everything documentary wise. Yeah, it's More like, yeah, it's, it's, it's less a documentary. It's less of that and more like another entertainment experience of yeah you know, take you on this ride it's like a passion yeah. play there's like a religious you know um uh what are they called the uh the theaturgy or whatever the the drama dramaturgy it's, yeah I, I don't know yeah the dramaturgy they have them in in, uh, in the theater system in germany every a play they put on has a dramaturg who kind of advises the director. Don't have them in England. Don't, don't no, I've never heard of them. No, I never heard of them in England. They have them in uh, America. Uh, if they do, they're not uh, not as you know. Probably have a different name. Art director, so. dramaturg. I didn't really understand. But they wrote a lot about the play in the program. And, uh, yeah, every now and then they had an opinion. But uh, so you use the inner drama, and, you know, the, the form it takes exactly. Yeah? Form of using, I should say, the psychic driving. Yeah, so so from listening to you, it's like they're saying that, that sort of even religious artifacts are the first form of merchandise. Mm-hmm. Like relic breeds and relics and shit. Yeah, I always remember being being a kid and you know telling stories, ghost stories, and then doing stuff like that, doing you know wee woo woo stuff, you know, and getting to a point where, yeah, I realised how you could really manipulate this. Oh yeah, you know, it's quite, uh, it's it's 
I started looking it up lately, storytelling, because I kept seeing it everywhere, in a businessy jargon way, and hundreds of different ways. And uh, yeah, it's pretty mad. There's even well like, understood. Oh yeah, you can even relate it to things like well, the uh, all these kind of shootings and stuff all have like aspects of it, like. The hero's always there, and uh, just the format's always like seems to run the same with the same like of sort of updates in it over the same amount of time. <clears throat> I don't know, probably look right into that, like, but um, something like uh, that. Uh, like, this is from my social media today. Um, oh, hold on, I was gonna load real quick, so. So I just took the piss out of that real quick. But just on the same thing you're talking about, for social media today, uh, from October 31st, 2011, the seven story archetypes and how they can dramatically improve your marketing. You, you know? Do you know there are only seven? Yeah, basic yeah, yeah through all it's amazing. Christopher, Christopher, mm. The seven story archetypes are, one. Uh, this will be one through seven, right? Uh, one, overcoming the monster. Ra- uh, two, rags the riches. Three, the oh. quest. Four voyage and return. Five comedy. Six tragedy. Seven rebirth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this kind of like uh, social media is you know marketing, right? So it's just um or cult and cultivation of consumer uh, of consumer like uh, identity. Mm-hmm. So you know, so it's strange. no surprise that we see it everywhere. It's you're gonna see it everywhere when it's, when it's the only thing that's ever shown, you know. So it's, it's there are some except there are some exceptions. Though. That's why, of course, there are, of course there are. But this is just like you know in this um, in this evidence based quantitative you know game uh, game theory fucking you know mm. uh, supranational corporate world we live in. You know, it's right. like mm-hmm. like Sub-menu. you're just gonna see. Shit your stories right? sub menu. Yeah. <laughs> and you wish you got to pick. You wish you got to pick. You just fucking send along that shit based off what you've fucking seen on YouTube <laughs> and how often you've, uh, <laughs> ha- you know, how many times you have to backspace when you try to spell words with more than three syllables. You know, everything's come out of, um, you know, uh, um, uh, plot, you know, you, everything, a plot point can be made of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, every interaction and every non-interaction. Yeah, and the the thing with the online world now, you get the illusion that you're making your own story, that you're yeah. like writing, that you're writing your own story. I'm in there. It's me. It's, yeah, it's like, I pray oh, you. <laughs> but but you you don't often think about how well maybe all these plot points are actually just there for you. You know, oh, it's just oh. I sure. I sure as fuck didn't put them there. YouTube suggests this. I ain't watching nothing YouTube suggests for me. You know? <laughs> Ever. <laughs> but it, but YouTube knows that I'm not going to watch it too. They're like, he ain't going to watch this shit, so we'll put it here. And we know that, you know, based on, uh, based on past behavior, he'll, uh, he won't watch any of the selected things. He'll do, <laughs> you know, he'll do one of these four things. You yeah, know? Right. And, and And statistically, more probable is he'll do a or B. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> but it's been gamed out forever like this. I mean, fucking forever. 
fucking Rand Corporation game theory. Yeah. I you still know, can't really get that, or the, or the cybernetics either. I, I, do you know what I mean? I could keep reading about it. I still don't really get it. It's mad. <laughs> people love it. I thought this shit was like a joke. I thought people would not ever, you know, people like rolling their eyes in the meeting and shit. No, they they buy into this shit like it's yeah. fucking, you know. You know what? The one that I, when I learned about, um, for the first time, like, transhumanism, I thought, I just thought to myself, man, what a joke. This is not ever going anywhere. Don't make me, I did think like that. And it's probably the one out of all of them that actually has went the furthest. <laughs> I just thought, what the hell are you talking about? It just People forget. So mm, bizarre, you know what I mean? Idea, ideas of privacy. I thought that I was like, you know, ahead of, I mean, I was in, in a lot of ways, but I was ahead of something and sniffing out how all these things were like infiltrating <laughs> the privacy, right? What mm-hmm. I didn't, what I wasn't ahead of was realizing how quickly people would just wouldn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so much so that they would forget oh, yeah. that they even cared about it before or repress yeah. it or, or delete it or whatever. Like, you, you yeah. know, the you of 10 years ago would have lost your, your fucking hair would have been on fire about this. And for good reason. Yeah. Because you would have been easily able to see the, uh, the, uh, you know, the, the, um, fruit of the poison tree. Yeah. From the, but now, no, 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 it's fine. Oh, man. I was even thinking about that yesterday, how when I was at school, um, there was like a really sort of, I mean, it was a wee bit more than just biological sex education, but there was a little class and, then I can remember as well, there was like a little bit about the environment and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, but it wasn't. <laughs> then you look at it now, and I think like when I was at school, was like foot, foot in the door stuff. Do you know what I mean? Compare it to now, it's just kind of gradually got crazier and crazier. <sighs> now, I've never <laughs> seen pornography personally, but I've got some <laughs> friends who, who may have seen some of it, you know. Right. And they told me that when you're, you know, when you're like, uh, how old was I? When I was like what, 14 would have been almost 30 years ago or 27 years ago or something. Mm-hmm. There's a marked difference between like oh, yeah. the um, type of pornography you had access to yeah. or that even just existed basically compared to what, uh, what is now, right? It, it just the, uh, it was almost like a little bit of a training, you know? I mean, yeah, I guess it still is. But there was still, yeah. uh, clearly, clearly it still is. But there was like, um, um, the stuff from before. You know, if you had to, you get a porn tape, it was for like twenty years old or something. Yeah, anyway, like already. <laughs> but there was some amount of like, looking back at it, there was a bit of like sweetness to it almost. You know what I mean? It wasn't so <laughs> brutal, brutal. Well, it wasn't so brutal and aggressive. You know? Yeah. You yeah. Know, people like punching. Right. You know, some dude punching some woman in the face. You know, like, oh. uh, are at least not uh, as ubiquitous. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's a, that's kind of a form of transhumanism in a way, because you know, oh God, type of behavior is like we don't we don't associate that with normal human behavior, but yet it's being put out there so in such vast quantities. 
And yeah. it's, what, what do young kids, you know, what do people think these days when they come across that kind of thing? They might just think, well, that's normal. That is what that's they think. Exactly. I, mean, they, I mean, what else would they think? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because because it's out there. I mean, it's it's produced. It's in this mass media format, so it must be normal. Because that's that's kind of tend how we tend to that's integrate this stuff. If if it's coming through these massive formats, then we sort of think, well, that's normal. We just normalize. Or it or it's ex- acceptably abnormal. You know what I mean? Right, it it, it right, can still yeah. be part of the dialectic, but it's not going to be like pornographically pornographic. You know that shit's like whoa. Yeah, you know, yeah, or even even barbaric. just even just like the the messages you see in like family dramas, like movies, sitcoms, and things where families are interacting and the little interactions they have. If it's coming through on a big media channel, we see that stuff and we're like, oh, I guess that's normal, mm-hmm. acceptable behavior, right? When it's really mm-hmm. not in a lot of cases, you know, mm-hmm. the type of messaging that's being put out there and. There's a little benefit of the old Christian head, you know what I'm saying? That sort of shit. But yeah, you know? just some kind of value system, you know, to like yes. compare this so shit against. It's pretty interesting, you know, the the Larry Flynn thing, like the movie and all that. Like, it's mad when you kind of look at how that movie, like, what, what that done with that court case, you know what I mean? It, it's done the usual thing, like, made the associated the pornography with freedom and uh, just the Christian side of the argument, idiotic, like, it's almost like, and, and the same with, the same sort of two set-up sides seems to be what the uh, academic debates about creationism against, uh, you know, the Big Bang and stuff. Like, because I used to sit and listen to those, and I was honestly like on the Big Bang side. <laughs> I was like, how ridiculous. And I just never, ever, it was like almost like just occulted from this everything. Like, the, I, like a sensible Christian argument. As soon as I heard one, I'm like, like there's nothing wrong with that. And you know what I'm saying? It's, it's basically the same like thing. Set up. Uh, you know, it's set up so that the Christian argument like sounds ridiculous. Like you know that the person that's arguing as a Christian isn't is, is actually there to support the other guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The uh, the uh, the straw man, right? Like you bring yeah, out the clown, the goofus will be the. Uh... Or there's but... good attacks rather. Like there's there's a lot. Uh, a Christian can attack and the other side never seemed to hear any decent ones of them. And then once I did start hearing decent ones, I'm like, like I've not got a problem with that. You know what I mean? <coughs> when, it's dialect, when it's in dialectical tension, you don't, uh, it's often the, the, depending on who the kid, the, the, the players are, but the, <clears throat> the scientific guy typically reverts to like, uh, you know, breaks kind of form first, usually. You know, and it's like, how could you possibly believe you're so stupid? It's like, hmm. yeah, that kind of stuff alone was enough to put me off on my whole life, you know, right? Yeah, just Un- unfairness, some sense of unfairness, and you know, being dodgy, right? Like... Yeah, a lot of those guys just go straight for appeals to ridicule, 
you know, just yeah, how can you be so exactly. stupid to believe such and such where, well, look at your side. I mean, admittedly, the, their side doesn't have everything figured out, you know, the Big Bang side or whatever. Yeah. They don't have it all figured out, but they'll sit there and say, oh, this this other side is stupid because they disagree or they believe this, that, and the other thing. It's like, well, no, you don't exactly have it figured out either. So you're just you're going down to that base level, just insulting people, basically. Yeah. It's almost yeah. like there's more of a, there's definitely more existing and just like within my lifetime. It seems to be anyway, that there's like been and there is uh, more, more availability, if you like, to an alternative opinion in America than there is here. It's just gone here. I'm, I'm not joking. From my experience, there was no real alternative arguments to a lot of these things. It was just like, that's it. And I never heard them until, like, even I was on the internet for a little while, still never really heard them. And then just after a while, I did. And as soon as I heard them, it all made, like, a lot of sense came out of it. You know what I mean? But these things were, like, it's... I don't know if, if it's just like really far gone here. It feels like it, <laughs> seriously, because I just never heard any of the opinions. And when, and, and so I think that's like such a fucking powerful thing, man, when they just like lie by omission almost. It's kind, you could call it that, I suppose, or it's because I just wasn't exposed to these uh, ideas for a long, long, long mm-hmm. time. <clears throat> Yeah, no one can fault anybody for not being not being able to fucking figure out what what it, what's basically impossible for them to figure out, you know? Like, yeah, it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's not f- fair and nice to say someone's stupid because they're incapable of figuring out the fucking impossible riddle. What's it, what to them would be some impossible riddle? Yeah, if it's you know? just to not you've just never heard that. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's of course you, uh, yeah, you don't have the argument that yeah, you can't you can't fucking you don't know what you don't know. So you know. You don't know what you don't know that you don't know. So it's like just been so many questions and stuff that never they go. But you know, then again, these debates are clearly not designed to like. And debate in in general is not designed to find truth or anything. It's 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 competition. So game theory says game theory says appeal to ridicule is the best tactic. So go for that. And a decent, yeah, exactly. A a decent uh, debate are really at the well. I've done it for a little while at school, and. um, it was like the the ultimate skill of being a good debater is to be able to debate any side. Like you didn't have, right, I'm going to be for that. Okay, I'm in that. No, they were like that. You are saying this. And that's you. You. So you had to, it wasn't like, do you know what I mean? And nowadays yeah, it's yeah, kind of like pro- people that are married to ideas. You see that all the time. And that isn't actually what debating's about. It's like... You're meant to be flexible, man. <laughs> you don't you remember, do, you remember, do you remember the uh, Chomsky debate, Kelly, where he's like uh, in France, I think, or is he in Switzerland? Yeah. And he's debating the I guy uh, in the eighties. That guy's like, he's like, uh, what the? He's like, what do you expect? And it was just, it was terrible. Like he's just <laughs> on him from the beginning about like you are anti-Semitic and stuff. God. Oh man. wow. And at the end, he's like. What do you expect? I my job is to win the debate, and uh, this is the clearly the best tactic. So he's like, I don't yeah, care I if Mr. Chomsky is right or wrong. I don't care. That's not the point. The point is for me to taught, win. But the fallacies, like, see that when I learned about them, they, what they, I thought they were great things to learn. 
And I'm not talking that long ago, man. It's like five years or something like that since, like, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Once I learned them fallacies, they, 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 they helped me a lot. I'd never really heard of them before. <clears throat> yeah, and, and through doing that, you can sort of figure out where your own th- you may be yeah, and uh, oh, fallen victim to some of these. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I just accept my shit, you know? I'm like, I just say that. I just believe that shit because I want to. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's that's the most honest position you could possibly take. I mean, right. I'm not, I'm not going to believe what you say because I don't like you. How about that? You know, or is yeah. it, you know like, if you're going to, it's better, it's better than defending it with some hokey, hokum, phony, baloney, self-righteous bullshit, you know? It's like... It's probably okay. like just not advisable to get into it, I think. Get into anything that's got like a set what um like a set list of things you're gonna believe in. That's like the left, the right, like, anything you like. Just just do you know what I mean? It's like a supplied pre-packaged belief system. Uh-huh. All of them are all just, the all the boundaries are defined and everything's yeah. cut and clear, black and white. Yeah. Supposedly, right? Except, I mean, that's the ideal. The, like, there's that's the uh, pretend idea that it could be like that. But it, mm-hmm. when we do get involved with those things, reality uh, quickly confronts us that it's all arbitrary, and the boundaries are totally flexible for those who some <laughs> have some nebulous ability to uh, flex them. You know, like uh-huh. none of it's yeah. ever fucking. Fair is it? Maybe. And, and we're so we're so prone to think that way because if we look at media at all in our life, that's all the messages we get is this black and white, black and white, whatever, okay. whatever the message is. It's always very well defined, and you know, there's no room for nuance. That's yeah. No time for it. No time for you know. Yeah, exactly. Because we got to go to an ad break in three seconds. So. <laughs> And why do we have to go to an ad break in 40 seconds, you know? Why does that have to happen? Uh, why can't you know, that like, just happen? I don't know. Maybe, like, I mean, I'll need to, something I've just kind of been thinking about a little bit, but you know how they say, like, sex sells? <laughs> I was kind of reading this thing, and it was saying, actually, it doesn't really, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't really. And I've heard things like this before, like, advertising things that we just cannot take. All right, that's why that is, and... It wouldn't surprise me if advertising didn't even sell things, by the way. Telling you. I, I don't think so either. I think you're, I, that's what I brought that, that up to Chris one time. And, hmm. and I feel like I did a bad job trying to ex- explain it, but I don't, I'm not convinced that like selling ad space is what these things exist for. Or, you know, I, is their profit vehicle I, at all? Right. Uh-huh. You know, or that, or that commercials have any, um, you know, corollary to sales in such a way that their cost yeah. could really reflect like the benefit you know it's just branding and like um i mean it's what mk ultra i think might be it's a psychic fucking driving right oh my god yeah more of this shit yeah i guess it's like when you go to the store and you're looking for deodorant you know maybe you're in a hurry (laughs) and you don't have any particular preference and you're looking at all the brands on the shelves Maybe your mind just goes to like the most recent ad you saw, or like the most you know the brand that stands out the most in your even mind. Even within for, brands, for there's so many options. Reason. You know what I mean? So even within right. brands, there's a million options because there's yeah. twenty fucking brands of deodorant. 
and each of them has 10 fucking sub, <laughs> you know, uh, flavors on the shelf. Yeah. I, I tried to buy brownies and I was like about to have a goddamn uh, autistic attack. <laughs> you know, I'm like, what the fuck, man? I was like overcome with the uh, hyper reality of it all. Like, there's oh. literally like 75 boxes of brownies just facing me. Yeah, they're all owned by the same company anyway. And the thing, <laughs> yeah. thing is, they've got you eating brownies. It doesn't matter which fucking brand. Or they've got you buying deodorant. There's the yeah, brand. I, I, can't pick, guys, I, can't know, I can't even pick. I can't even pick one. I can't even pick one. Deodorant. If we can just get them to clean their little tongues. <laughs> <laughs> Scale your tongue with the tongue scaler. Yeah. I would love to find that out. The advertising doesn't sell in it. It doesn't sell in it to me, I don't think. I don't watch TV. Clearly has some effect, though. Yeah, it does. There is a, there's a, an industry. Some people are so good. I know. Other people I know, pay I know. lots of money for them. And it's the same with now, with, you know, since Google saved themselves with their, you know, data mining yeah. and everything. Yeah. And they could place the ads. And the producers notice the difference, and that's why uh-huh. it works. If they didn't notice the difference, it wouldn't work. You're going to pay if that's, if that's the model. If, if that's if that type of working is in reality how it's operates, yeah. you know that's not. I don't know. That's necessarily a given. That's that's true. Of course, that doesn't one doesn't infer the other. Yeah. There's advertising you can buy in here. I'll show you the site I'm talking about. I think this is pretty bizarre because I'm like, how does that, like, is it my ad blocker? I don't see ads in here. Or, uh, I mean, how are they doing that? It's just like advertising messages in Discord and then it's got all these different sort of categories and prices. Oh, yeah. I found that yeah. quite strange. Is it just like, so it would seem like just an average person that you thought was just an average person, but they're sending you, why is that working? You know what I mean? Wait, man, I think I might buy some by the way. Has anybody, you know, like the guy with the beard on like the bottom of all the ads? He's like fucking 60 years old. He's like shredded. He's got like the big beard. <laughs> Look at taking a selfie in the mirror, you know. Has anybody ever bought anything from that thing? You know? Does that ever lure anyone to buy anything? I mean, it's fucking ubiquitous. Like, like uh, what's his name here? There's a guy, Captain something. Who's, who's it you're talking about? The selling the <laughs> so He's like, like always on the bottom of like the. <laughs> Captain Birdseye here. He sells fish fingers and stuff. But if sex sells, why is so much pornography free? Exactly. Like, yeah, how right. does that make him money? Who subs- <laughs> You know, when it's free, you know there's only one like? person who's, you know, paying for it. And that'd be the Child government. Who owns Pornhub? Like, Going just through the normal ways, you would look up a company, and it's a guy. Well, might not even be a guy. I don't know, but this persona, and uh, he owns not just that one. He owns all the major ones. They're like, what the hell? And right. then I seen this, like diagram, and it was showing you. It's just like a big tangled mound of spaghetti. <laughs> all the different, like you know what I mean. And I would just say. Looking at that, thinking about the whole thing, I'd just say, "Ah, oh, it's the government own it, man." <laughs> you know what I mean? The whole thing. Yeah, it looks like a total takeover. They totally took down that business. The whole business died at the same time. You know. Yeah, there's a documentary. It's quite interesting. Yeah. Um, Which business? I'm oh, talking here. Porn business. Well, I mean, a lot of people were involved in it. You know. 
And now oh, it's... Oh, yeah. I mean, like you say, ubiquitous on the internet and everything. The whole sex industry, you know, as it used to be with lots of people, like you could do your own thing, you know? You'd be mm -hmm. self-employed really quick, you know, if you were yeah. good. And then, boom, off you would go. You know, you didn't need anything. Didn't need any tools. Some nice clothes. Yeah, like, why didn't would need you nothing. Pay for, <laughs> pay for like, webcam. Yeah, right. They do yeah. it for free. <laughs> yeah. Get paid. Get paid for it. Girl, you spent a million dollars. We are. Why would you just give up for free? <laughs> anyway. Right. That's right. How about so, sex sells? You know, you know? It absolutely. Not it's free it's free yeah. yeah that's a good okay so sex doesn't sell anymore so what does sell they say controversy or what do they say like uh, any any um publicity is good but i don't think that's true either right like it, it's not I good to be like called a pedophile or something yeah, that's not right? that wouldn't be good <laughs> you know it's, like, it's not why good it, to why be Tangled web who owns pornhub then obviously somebody doesn't want that publicity you know what i mean <laughs> I would say it's got .gov at the end of it. I can't help it, but just to think that because it's so big. You know what I mean? Everything else that's massive, they own through. I think that shareholder concept or whatever. I think so you're probably right that? because they, because they're also always way ahead technologically, aren't they? Yeah, and yeah it's really they're, they're always the, bit, the really highest quality and the fastest. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, that, uh, payment processing online and. All that kind of shit, yeah. Yeah. But, like, who would it benefit? Them? Well, them. It just makes everybody passive, not have much sex, not have much children. Um, and that does have, a, I believe, a really big effect on that. I think it even, like, if for people that are, like, ad addicts almost, like, it'll make you um, sterile as well. <laughs> Like, does, it mean, gay, does, it do does it mean I'm gay if I only want to watch uh, do do porno guys with big dicks? Does that mean I'm gay? <laughs> what was that? I've been big no, like, I, it's like, uh, I'm not watching <laughs> this, you know, I'm not watching this video. The guy's dick getting big enough. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking, it fucking people, right? It I'm a straight guy, but I'm, I'm skipping this one. I think it's <laughs> real. You could make up a term like it's, I've never read it anywhere, but I think it could be a thing. And it would be called weaponized thumbnails. Because <laughs> I can remember about weaponized two guys saying to me that they, when they first looked at internet porn, they were like, oh my God, what is that? Oh, it's a tranny, fuck's sake. And then through just being exposed to those thumbnails, they're like, ah, it's a tranny. <laughs> After a wee while, I was like, I heard that relate to me. But twice or three times and i'm like right okay yeah that's intentional <laughs> right yeah weaponized thumbnails yeah yeah weaponized that, thumbnail that's, exposure. that's definitely a thing yeah ah weaponized thumbnails yeah yeah because because <laughs> youtube does that too like um if, if you post a video and you don't select the thumbnail youtube will choose which frame from the video is the thumbnail yeah that's right and so it, you could have like an hour-long video about whatever and say there's like 15 seconds with a girl in a bikini a, fra a frame from that 15 seconds will be your thumbnail it's almost guaranteed right. they're gonna show the girl I, in the bikini <laughs> i believe the bullshit that they say something like oh we take it from like exactly in the middle of your thing uh, <laughs> I believe yeah. That. yeah they've yeah, definitely got it they've got it programmed in to 
pick out the most, you know, what tantalizing image from any given video to post it yeah, as the thumbnail. Yeah. You are the standard yeah. people and fuck off, man. I'm sorry. Is that why all your all your videos have got girls in bikinis on them? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I see. Just for clicks, yeah. <laughs> but then there's the other side too, where people who do choose their thumbnails create a thumbnail of an image that's not in the video at all. It's yeah. just the, it's that. clickbait, you know. <laughs> I, I do yeah, that. Yeah, 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 that happens, yeah. I don't think clickbait. I put a, I made one for Adam and Ross. <laughs> it was a good one too. I don't need to clickbait that. That's just <laughs> sell itself, man. Mm. <laughs> I like that. That's interesting. Weaponized thumbnail. Do you think hey, I do you think I should like TM that and start writing papers and everything and see if I can be an academic on pornography? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, that'd be fun. Which there is, by the way, departments and everything. Yeah, definitely. There's some uh, academic branches that are fucking disgusting, to be honest with you. <laughs> You're like, what the hell are they talking about? It's just, I don't know. I'll try and find what I'm on about. But you know, when you can look through journals and just. You, you can use this thing, Sci-Hub, to look at more or less any paper. And there was just a few that I was like, my God, that's why would you even be wanting to know about that at all, you know? I, I think that about a lot of academia. <clears throat> I'm going to come up with some studies of my own. Just fake them, you know? Well, we could do a collaboration. There was a there was a thing about that a few years ago where these guys in academia actually published some fake studies they just dreamed yeah, up. Yeah, I've seen that. To, as I a kind of that. a trolling exercise to see if they'd be picked uh, up, and sure enough, they were picked up and copy pasted all over the place. Uh, so I forget. Yeah, I forget the name of it, but um, there's a yeah, specific guy. It's it was the something affair. It's called. It's one of these. How, yeah. how out there were their uh, <laughs> theories, so to speak? Oh, they were good. There was yeah, one about like, uh, oh, man. I remember, there were some funny ones about gender. Oh, well, do you know what's a good thing with that? The real peer review, real peer review. I think it's a Twitter, uh, a Twitter account. This guy just puts up the weirdest gender study stuff and white and black and. Oh my god, do you want to read this shit? It's freaking no right. Weren't they all <laughs> about gender in that uh that one actually didn't wasn't it wasn't yeah, hard I to think so. see how many of them could be That's like bizarre. like part of the uh theory was that if it were if it had like some kind of uh certain key gender keywords or whatever, it would totally get you know, likelihood would, that it would be published without critical review. Oh yeah, I bet you it would. Oh, I mean, they, they said it was. I mean, it, and then the stink about it was... It makes sense. It's pretty easy to make, I suppose. There's no sense in it. <laughs> they faulted... At the end of it, they said that the, the problem with these guys doing that is that what it exposed wasn't the total, like, 
scam of academic, you know, uh, uh, integrity. It was that mm-hmm. uh, for-profit um, journals or something. For-profit peer review. That's right. Said, you know, What's it they call it again? They call it something like, uh, oh, there's a word for this. It's like advantage-taking journals or something. I can't remember. I'll need to look that up. But I've seen that. Journals. And then there was, didn't they do the one, you know, the uh, thing where you can like, it'll randomly generate a paper full of nonsense words or, you know, buzzwords like that one. I think they submitted some of those and got those approved too, or got them published. Mm -hmm. You know what it's called? A predatory journal, a list of predatory journals. Yeah, predatory, predatory. uh, Yeah, it's funny. What a name. Because if, if, uh, you know, Simon Schuster or whatever doesn't, you know, more profit doesn't approve your journal. By God, it's predatory. It can't be like Hong Kong Larry's. You know, what do they mean by predatory? I mean, it's 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 what's what's it um, what's its prey uh, or mind? Exactly, predatory. Because they're abusing your mind, or they're what, is that what's predatory? It's something to do with like finance, really. I think. Oh, they're taking predatory your money. Publishing, or well, more. You're paying. Uh, only deceptive publishing, exploitative, typical open access academic publishing business model that involves charging publication fees, known as article processing charges, to authors without checking articles for quality and legitimacy and without providing the other editorial and publishing services ah, associated with legitimate journals. Oh, I needed that full stop there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's lucky. Yeah, the the one I was talking about was the SoCal affair, S O K A L. Oh yeah. Um, in in 1996, actually, this guy Alan Sokol, physics professor, NYU and University College London, submitted an article to Social Text, an academic journal of postmodern cultural studies. The submission was an experiment to test the journal's intellectual rigor and specifically to investigate whether a leading North American journal of cultural studies whose editorial collective includes such luminaries as Frederick Jameson, Andrew Ross, would publish an article liberally salted with nonsense if A, it sounded good, and B, it flattered the editor's ideological preconceptions. Ah. And the article was actually about quantum gravity. So this guy's a physics professor, so he's kind of trolling his colleagues in that field. <laughs> right. I thought you were meaning this one here. This, this is, a, I think it's newer than that one. Yeah, I'm sure there's been a few that have been done in the similar vein, I think. Right. Yeah. Weird. And does anything change? <laughs> no. People just look at it and go, oh, isn't that fun? <laughs> and then it carries on. <laughs> and it just carries on. <laughs> Institutions are not dissolved, you know. <laughs> Nobody gets fired over these things. Well, maybe someone did, but doubtful. <laughs> yeah, grievance studies, right. Just letting you know how things go. Yeah, thank God. They, they kind of like... Uh, they f- disingenuine things are well found out and exposed, you know what I mean? <laughs> Everyone else must be really 
signing. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Lindsay published a bogus paper called The Conceptual Penis is a Social Construct in a journal called The Cogent Social Science. And it's using that uh, that uh, generator thing. I think it was you that had it, Ross. These people. The postmodern generator or something. <laughs> yeah, there's. I think there's a whole branch of art as well involved in doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Playing with text computers and... Uh... Right. <laughs> yeah, there's actually a website where you can create your own uh, generator. It gives you a number yeah. of different fields and you just enter all the word phrases you want and... They come out in a specific order. It's kind of cool, actually. <laughs> I quite like the, there's different generators I use for, I don't know, like there's letter, like, like type font ones and stuff. They're quite good. Mm-hmm. I don't really know the technical ins and outs of doing much of that. <laughs> Wish I did. Well, kind of. I've never really went all the way digital as far as it comes to like art and stuff. Just haven't. <laughs> yeah, it's just a just a bit of coding, and luckily, you know, people have made it easy for us now. Yeah. Go to a free website and make our own generator. Are you going to generate okay. something then? Yeah, we could. Yeah, we could easily. So you just need some buzzwords. Yeah, yeah. Put in your favorite buzzwords, whatever they are, from the last few ACIs. I can enter the whole, like, server on it. <laughs> oh, my God, the stuff that you can, well, apparently you can download the server. I don't know. So just fire that in. <laughs> it's not like the system doesn't have it anyway. That's pretty funny. I don't know about the... I don't know. I mean, there's uh, just a whole other side, which is bigger than the side that we know, I think, to like Discord and stuff. The developer side is pretty awesome for them, I would, I would reckon. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, I, have, I have tried to like even have a like slight sort of awareness of what I'm talking about, but I don't know what I'm talking about. I think a lot of it's through these bots and shit. I'm not sure. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think it's fairly accessible. Like, I, I don't know. I don't code. But, um, Neither do I. I'll, I'll Ab, Ab over at Fakeologist has, has a guy who has coded a, a bot for him. So, All right. I mean, yeah, it's fairly easy. Yeah. I, I, get, I mean, I guess if you know how to, what code to write and <laughs> how to implement yeah. it course but everything's easy once you know what you're doing right <laughs> yeah if you've like left school being like a computer head you know and, uh, but to get into it now it's a wee bit like the christianity thing i don't know if i'm too old you know what i mean <laughs> i don't know what would be the benefit or a good thing about getting into that anyway i, I don't think very much <clears throat> it's pretty funny how there was a need to um put out a completely false like I, but I don't see very much suggesting that there is a sort of 
true, like against the greeny kind of techie developer sort of mentality, there isn't. Like, for example, like I like searching, and so like Yahoo's about the best one ish than now, but really. I was just like one that gave me everything, if you know what I mean, or whatever. And there isn't anything like that. And it's like, why is that not? Or just like one that's like a lot, like a really decent one that isn't even that going around. You know what I mean? They're all attached to Google somehow. And I don't see that many people trying to make, like create their way out of that. Or for example, you could take like YouTube for an example. Like, look at that. Like, look at that, how freaking bizarrely rotten that's just went. And there is alternatives, but not really. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, yeah, I don't yeah. see that that creative, techy determination in the fields at all. And, like, when they had, what's his name? Like, Assange or the hackers, Anonymous. You know, it's just like, man, they really went out their way to create the feeling that this was a, <laughs> a you know what I'm saying, a kind of a freedom thing, really. And then uh, yeah. kind of apparatus. <laughs> yeah, the tech revolution. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's all, it's all kind of a problem of infrastructure because to have the resources to host a massively streaming video site, it requires a lot of money, basically. And so, yeah, basically, you know, any any kind of view is is going to be owned somehow by some larger conglomerate. You know, it's just so problematic the whole thing because I'm just like I've always thought that <clears throat> it's a temporary thing. I, I have always thought that. Like it's temporary, it's just going to be the yeah. next TV radio video machine. <laughs> like all of those things have went either unnecessary or just they've been just slaughtered. They make like what is the control of them because of the control. And I think this is the same. It's just like being given in a kind of raw style, but. It, just so that it can be taken back again. <laughs> and then maybe be something else, probably. Quite interested in like looking up sort of like, I don't know, because I don't know what I'm really talking about when it comes to tech, but just like how do you, like little ways of getting round things, how would you? <laughs> but I really can't come up with that much. <laughs> just little things that I'll go back to and check up on. How would you make an uh, an intranet, a private thing? Things like that, I don't know. Or your own server. <laughs> I don't even know how you do that. Or I would do that. I don't either. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bizarre. Or even like how, I'll tell you one that's pretty simple, you would think. Like, there's all these different radio, like, as in an internet radio station. My God, that is so complicated. It's it's not in a way, like, if I probably paid out, like, 20, 30 quid, it would all just be provided. I don't, I don't. (laughs) 
because it, it's like, companies. No, there is a way to just do it. There is ways to just do it. Mm-hmm. But it's, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's one of these things. There's a number of things where you're like, there's all this information on it. It's really simple. And it's more like finding the right person to ask the question to than yeah. finding the right information. It's like right. just swamped in bullshit. I think it's like one of these things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For someone my age, I'm woefully ignorant of all these kinds of technical realms because at a certain point I decided I don't want to be a coder. I don't want to be a graphic designer. You know, I just kind of left all that by the wayside. So <laughs> yeah, everything I learned now is just through a Google search. Uh, it's yeah, perfect. me too. Yes. <laughs> no, I, and then I gave up. It, as far as tech, as far as tech goes, you know, I'm, I'm just not in that world of, you know, keeping up no. with the latest shit. It's so and, difficult. Yeah. It's so difficult to keep, to keep up with it. And I kind of keep up with it and I sort of, no, I, I really don't. Because I don't know what I'm talking about to begin with. Right. So, but it's at the same, like, you know more about how to set up an SS feed than I do. <laughs> right, but that it. took me a long, long time. And it was just like... Uh, that I, do you know what? It's like things like that. Like I learn about that, how to get it so that, it, that that I've got one that exists now. But if you ask me what the fuck is an RSS feed, I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's one of them. I don't know. I just read this thing that says if you want to do it and you want to do it, use you can do it using Blogger. And Blogger, I know a bit more than the other things because um, that time when Chris went away i was putting up stuff on the hulksbuster one so i learned quite a lot just like from messing about in that one like the blog mm. there and so i knew how to do that and then it's just kind of like saying because i'm sure a few people said to me you can't make an rss feed from archive and i was like do you think so <laughs> i don't have a clue what i'm talking about but then i did find the thing that says using the two things you can make one there you go, you can. Mm. <laughs> I've got three listeners and one's a bot. <laughs> <laughs> you better get a shout out to the bot out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's quite funny. <laughs> yeah, I put it on a, another directory thing. Hold on, I'll tell you what it's called. Like, B L U B R R Y. Right, something like that. <clears throat> I'm going to put it elsewhere. What, blubbery? Blubbery. <laughs> In the yard. Anyway, I'll put it up. It's in the Blubbery. Blubbery. Well, any final words before I kick Craig out of here? Love you, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Night, Craig. Night, Craig. Goodbye, Craig. That's quite a nice effect as well, isn't it? Far away in the radio stratosphere. Here, somewhere over Europe. Hey, I'm determined time. That sounds like a NASA thing.
Yeah. And that's one small step for Craig. One giant leap for ACI. <laughs> <laughs>